Hey guys, welcome back to the Odyssey podcast once again. Episode 12, the first of the year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All the best for the New Year. Thank you so much for the support in 2023. And, um, you know, we're here again with another banger. Who do we have today, Jerome? We had Major Penny, um, event promoter, um, MC, radio personality. What else this man does? But this man does everything. Yeah, he has his hands in a lot of pies. I'm surprised he's still breathing. He's always going. <laughs> all the way well, how busy he is. Yeah, maybe. But um, it was, I must say, it was a very high energy episode. Um, he went into depth more than we expected into like events and like how things work and the different little arms and how much things cost and so if you if it's something that you would like to get into i think you could learn a lot mm-hmm. it's value and even into his um experience as an mc with with crowd work and things a science behind it that you wouldn't necessarily think about mm-hmm. but um we talked about a lot of that and yeah a lot of different things, honestly. Yeah. So you'll gain a good appreciation for the art form, yeah. and you might give him a blight if he ever comes late to anything, because this man's be busy all <laughs> the time. So yeah, so. And that, like, we jump straight into the episode. Enjoy. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, welcome back to the Odyssey podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Well, we did the intro already. All you know who we here with? A very <laughs> multifaceted influential person in the event space and the party space. We have with us Mr. Major Penny in the studio. Hey guys, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> fancy intro, I have sounding real fancy. Nah, well, you need the intro we do before that. <laughs> but now nah, we know it's carnival time, yeah. so we want to thank you for pulling through. Yeah, man, no problem, it. man. I respect what you all do, so I feel like it was an honor for you all to reach out in the first place as well, you know, so. I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. Well, let me not waste any time. Let me jump in. So this is the Odyssey podcast. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we had a breakdown the journey. Right. So we started secondary school. Uh-huh. And what I was thinking is given the the field you in and seeing you on stage and thing, uh-huh. I would automatically assume you was a big troublemaker back in the day. <laughs> so you could prove me wrong, you could prove me wrong no, or not. No matter how hard I try, I would not be able to prove you wrong. Um, <laughs> I was a little um, I was very active. I think active is the best way to put it. Yeah. So being an active young man would also synonymously make you a miserable young man, right? I never wanted to stay still. Um, I think at the beginning for me in school days, I went to uh, St. George's College, if we just going from secondary school, um, one to five, and then I went to Queensborough College from, you know, form six, upper six, lower six. Um, But yeah, school days, I was um, was a little little miserable. I I never really, it was hard for me to sit in a class and yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Fortunately, I just kind of had some level of natural intelligence, so you know, it kind of took oh, yes, me through regardless. Oh, <laughs> Apparently, right? Um, so you know, I still kind of made my way through regardless. Right. But for me, I was always into sports. I was big into athletics and football and different things. Reason why I went to Kerala in the first place was for two things: intercultural and art. Um, yeah, at that time, St George's College did not have art for Form Six. Okay. okay. So and then well, you know, QRC was intercal and blah blah blah. So yeah, mm-hmm. I ended up going to um, QRC for intercal. Uh-huh. And um yeah, boy, my journey into how I got into entertainment is a very strange one. Um I never really intended or planned to be a part of the entertainment sphere. Mm-hmm. Um well I read about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was a real random, spontaneous transition that just 
happen to work to. As I always tell people is God kind of wanted me to wanted me to be in this position because I did not see that for myself at no point in time. You know what, what you all wanted to be when when you were like young. Well, I want to be a doctor. Young, young. Okay. Yeah. But I did you know, you're small, I'd be like, like, you know, when I grow up, I want to be... What, what was that for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to be a doctor. But right. then I did biology for the first time. I was like, nah. Like, I forgot <laughs> that. money in Richard. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was like, bro, if I had to go back, yeah. I really can't. Bro, a vet. You want to be a vet? You all doing anything along those lines right now? Nope. <laughs> not even close, nope. But let me hear about what were your interests? You said art. What else was your yeah. interest so back in that? My first love was sports off, off the bat, you know. Mm. Um, I was heavy into athletics. So I used to run with Abilene Wildcats back in the day. Mm. Um, football, straight down the line every day, just running and kicking, etc., etc. Um uh, so that was the, the first thing. But uh, in school, I was always around arts and entertainment. Um, primary school, I would be drumming in primary school. I was singing. I went to primary school with Jelano. Strange enough. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's in primary school. Um, so we always, I would be beating on a desk and he would be freestyling since primary yeah, school. Yeah, that's All right. True. You know, and then secondary school. Um, voice was a year above me in secondary school. And Urfan Alves was two years above me. Um, but, you know, it's a small school. It's not really a large school. So everybody mm -hmm. kind of grew up together. Yeah, yeah. They both were heavily involved in music and arts and culture in the school. Um, so a lot of people don't know that voice was big in para. He could really play Amarax. When voice hold on to that. Yeah, you can check his Instagram. I think he had one just Christmas time doing something with his son yeah, in a yeah. video. And then the same with fun. We were always involved in that. And St. George's College had was very big in, like, having school plays. Right? So... Like voice and I would be drumming and mm -hmm. he would be acting. He's a very good actor. He, he did theater arts and all that and at UE, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. yeah, so we were always, so I would be painting the set because I was part of the art class. Right. And then I'd be on the music side because I did drumming. Mm -hmm. So we were always involved culturally in a lot of things with, at St. George's College. That's one of the best things about the school, right? Um, yeah, but since I was always a little miserable guy, <laughs> strange enough, people always would listen to me for whatever reason. I, I have no idea why up to this day. I'm real convincing. I, I have yeah. no idea why this. I, I would take Some that. people just have it. You know? yeah. 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 So all I would give my teachers hell, mm -hmm. they would still be like, if there's something they need to rally students to do, mm -hmm. they'll be like, they hey. Troublemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right <laughs> now, the troublemaker is the favorite now, right? <laughs> so I was always the one that would have had to do like... um. Like, you know, you'd always have plays for like sports day yeah, and your yeah. house would have to do some kind of, like so they'll put me in charge. Yeah, in a little march pass, they'll put me in charge of that. Or we had some little like school function or like a bazaar or something. Yes. They'll put me like on the committee or the crew or somewhere mm -hmm. on top. So just to kind of disseminate information and get people involved, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So um, from that and being involved in all those school things, going all the way to QRC, because QRC was a different level too, right? Mm -hmm. QRC, they would put you in front of the school, like, you know, on, on, like at the beginning of the day, and you would have to speak in front of the whole school. Mm -hmm. So yeah. especially like on sports days, once you're representing your house and you're, you're around, you would have to present what you plan to do in front mm -hmm. of the entire school like at the that. beginning, right? Jesus. So they have to, you know, put people to speak. And most times I would be nominated to be that person <laughs> yeah, to go out and, you know, so from that, and then we started a school event. This is where it really kicked up. Like I did an event in St. George's College at Form 5, but it was the same exact day as a QRC school event. Uh -huh. And um, everybody went to the QRC event. 
And I was, I was like, that's cool, sir. I mean, like, yo, my friend, why are you coming here? Because I still had friends going to speed out. Right. So, um, the next year, <laughs> went to KRC, funny, you know, mm. and um, did an event called Color Me Blue. CMB. That was, yeah, that was the event we started. Yeah, so it was my, started? Yeah, yeah, so it was myself yes. and some other guys. It wasn't me alone. I'll never yeah, take yeah. Um, solo credit for that. Yeah, and it was a group of us that started Color Me Blue. And that's like a this, big money maker oh, wow, that the yeah, second year yeah, it turned into like the biggest school fet, yeah, you know. And you know, after that we left, and you know, every day just you know continued, continued having yeah. CMB. But yeah, it was our year that started Color Me Blue. Oh. Um, so from that, you know, my brother and everybody was like, "Yo, you know, you kind of have a thing for this." <laughs> and to go back to the question, actually, what I actually wanted to be at a point was an architect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Understand from the arts. Yeah, yeah, right. That's um, a that's a little yeah, off a from little, little, a little, a little yeah. yeah but little you know, and I went into business. You know, mm-hmm. the, the um, economics and the POB and the blah blah mm-hmm. blah. So business yeah. kind of took over, and that's what I did at QRC, and um, leaving like. I played in Zakal for the two years. Unfortunately, I suffered a, a torn hip flexor. Mm. Um, so while I had friends who were looking to go abroad and everybody running down to do the SATs to go abroad and play football, mm. I, I don't know, something about it. I was like, I don't know if I feel in the go through all of that. I was just kind of, <laughs> you know, just how things went in yeah. a kind of way. And then I just kind of felt like I wanted to do events for some reason. Mm. And um, well... <laughs> That wasn't so smooth. When my mother wanted me to be a doctor, straight up, um, she named me after a doctor apparently on some TV show. Here's an artist. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't even know if it's a true story, but I think that's what she told me at some point. And um, so I went to my mother day. Who is um? My mother is from Mearo, right? Countryside, staunch Catholic woman, right? She was also a teacher as well. So Sorry, me going to my mother, who is the, events. yeah, yeah, I said, mommy, Funny. I didn't know if I want to, I don't want to do no business. I don't want to do no, I want to, true I want party. a true party. What's she say? She I said, boy, you mad. boy, you mad. So, yeah, so basically, me and my mother followed. But we didn't, we, it was a like a disconnect. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a disconnect. It's like, it, that not making any sense. So we had a few weeks in a grinder between my mother and I, and I last child. So you know me, I vex, I more vex than everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, she, after a while, she came around and she was like, if you want to do events, study it. Do it properly. Yeah, do it properly. Mm, yeah. Don't just go and throw party and you trade away all your years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right, right. And in my mind, I was like, I just say yes because it was my way of getting my way, right? Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all I had to do is study it. Okay, fine. Yeah. Well, cool. I just wanted to do That was the right way. Yeah, no, it was the right way. Yeah, even at that point, I, you know, I wouldn't see it as a young, ignorant-ish mm-hmm. kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the right thing and she did give the right advice at that point in time. Um, but it still wasn't an easy road after that. Okay. Um, so I went to Arthur Lock Jack Graduate School of Business. They had an international certificate um, in event management. It's two to three years. I believe they still have it. Yeah, I think I met somebody maybe last year or year before I did it. So I believe they still do have it. But I don't know if it's one of the like the highly promoted things. I don't yeah. think anybody would expect that a lock check yeah, a graduate yeah. school, you know, it's supposed to be after you get your degree and everything, yeah, then exactly. you, you know, so. Um, yeah, so I did that. I spent my little three years there. I got that certificate. And in that time, I went straight up into events, which 
was very painful in the beginning because going from tell school. Us, <laughs> all right, tell all right. Feel yours. Uh, all right. So after after um, QRC, uh, we started. I did my first event out of school was something called Summerfest. All right, that was at St. John's. We did that. It was it was a while back. A party called Summerfest. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a huge event, a huge success. Um, we used the As same your first event. Yeah, the event yeah. itself was a huge success, but <laughs> the outcome, <laughs> the outcome for me was not as um, fruitful. Okay. Um, what do you mean by that? Okay. Um, because it had a, you know, when you're in your growing phases, you're partner with people. So it was, it was myself and a couple of people. Yeah. We took the same model that we did for CMB, which was you get strong people in every school. And that's why CMB blew up because it wasn't just a currency party. Yeah. We had two committee members from Bishops, two from St. Francois, two from Holy Name, two from Provi, two from, you know, and you just go down the line, all the convents, the thing. And, and when you get everybody selling tickets, it becomes one community. Yeah. Right. So it was the same model that we kind of took coming out of school. So it was myself and I don't want to call any names. We teamed up with some people from, from, from CIC and, you know, from CIC. Fatima and some different areas. And we came together to form a committee. <laughs> so um, one of the guys who was involved, his parents was heavily involved. And his parents did the door and they were doing the finances and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and trouble. Yeah. What's going on to, He went to CIC. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I would say I have some very good CIC friends. Um, yeah, so the event was like almost 2,000 people in the event. Score, so, score, score. I did not see a cent from that event. Yeah. Nothing, Serious. nothing. It was just excuse upon excuse about what Serious. happened and then who can get in touch to. And then, and then I was none the wiser at the point because I did not know anything about the finances. I cannot approve or disapprove anything. I cannot see what is real from what is not. So big loss. <laughs> so as soon as that starts, that mash up. Wow. So part of that committee broke off and we formed another committee. Um, one above entertainment and um, one above entertainment now we did something called social updates mm-hmm. right and this was that was when BBM was still a thing so mm-hmm. the thing with the party was you'll get a jersey but you'll have an emoji on it to describe your mood for the event yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. so everybody in the party had a jersey so that was like the thing for it and yeah, it was yeah. cool and you know similar things just you know through trial and error and Murphy's Law of course anything that can go wrong will go wrong um same thing, yeah. I still have committee members that go in with money here. And mm-hmm. this is all your building process, trying to figure out how to really structure what you're doing, how to yeah. make sense of it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so we had some burn bridges, but we had some real core people that we right. found some gems I that I still work with up to today, mm-hmm. right, from that time. So we did like uh, about two of those. And then those same friends, they all went to school away as well. Everybody that was mm-hmm. helping me at that time. Yeah. They themselves went to school abroad and I was here and they was like, yeah, go ahead. They're not so much into it. They have to focus on school. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not here, right? Rightfully so. So by one year, I wasn't going to do it the year everybody pulled up. But then friends here was like, you cannot do event. We love that event. <laughs> now, mind you, the date that usually happens, it was like three weeks to that date. And I was like, 
you're not supposed to do an event. Three weeks? That'll tight. And you basically doing it by weeks, yourself too. Yeah, it was basically yeah. by yeah, myself. And I was yeah. like, well, you know what? <laughs> everybody <laughs> like it. There's a, everybody <laughs> like this event. <laughs> no problem. I have that. Yeah, I can handle that. <laughs> I have that. So me now going to O2 Park as the only venue at that time. I didn't need uh, to go and go to court and get licenses for O2 Park. I could fill out O2 Park. The last one had almost 2,000 people too. It's fine. I'll pull the people. Why you party come? Jesus. It had like, it, it had like six to 800 people. But Uh-oh. definitely wasn't enough to cover my expenses. Yeah. I was 18, 19 years old. All right, nineteen. Yeah, yeah, I was still really young. I was still really young. Right, nineteen. I wasn't any more than twenty, and um, the party hit, and the the owner of the venue, rightfully so, he was like, he met him in the room. The party was going on. Met him in the in the little room, whatever. Count up the cash, whatever. She right thing. Whenever you get the rest, you let me know. And that was the money I would have thing to pay DJs and thing. And I looking at the event, I have no more money to come in. All the money that was supposed to come in was already in except one sponsorship check. Um, and I think at that time it was either 15 or 20K, but it was like almost 60 to 80K in expenses I still had to pay. All right. So even with the sponsors check, I would not be able to. So me now at by nine, myself. At 19, bro. Yeah. Bro, that is, that is crazy. <laughs> I might lose my mind. Yeah, you know what I was doing at 19? Not the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, I swear, like that night the event was done. People still kind of had a good time. It was a nice event, whatever. I went home and I was I was kind of devastated, boy. Imagine, yeah, I was. I was like, where are you getting the money to pay this man? Because it, basically, we had kind of calculated, and he was like, well, just give me forty. I was like, but where am I getting oh, forty thousand? I dog, I not working nowhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't go and ask my parents for forty k just like that. You know what I mean? I didn't have that support in the ass. You in school too at this time, or this is before that? I think, that, I think I was. Was I still? I was either either in upper six or like right after upper six. I think it was right after, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And I sit down in my room, and I was just like a zombie. If I cry, I must cry. I cry like a bitch. I sit down in my room, in my room, lost. I was crying, and my brother was the one who was usually my foundation in most things. He was the one that came into the room, and he was like, you know what, thing. Any situation, how you are now is not going to help it. I say he's a businessman. Let us just have a conversation with him. Whether well, it's a, a payment plan that we had to work out, yeah. something, something. And I was like, all right, cool. And I ended up calling the guy. And you know, he kind of reasoned and he was a bit understanding at that point in time. Mm. So he said, once the sponsorship check came coming, just give him the check. Mm. So That's I just gave him the check. Right? And and that was that. I get you. Though. You know what I mean? So it was still like a, a, a slight get you, but it was like Oh, I really can't imagine that, you know. Yo, and then I was still, uh, to me, it was still like, this not making no sense. Yeah, because <laughs> the first one you do, you didn't see a dime. Mm-hmm. They screw you over that. The yeah. second one was good, yeah, but the then the third one, come on. Yeah, yeah. So it was just licks. Oh, where you, where licks. your head space Bro. was at to that dog? Like, how? Honestly, I can't remember, you know. But fortunately for me, right, I am not a fan of losing. I don't like to lose. Imagine. That was always me since I was small. Yeah. So I, any situation like that, I think that's the only thing that kind of got me through. And as we like to say, it's bad mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to win somehow yeah. and I am not going to lose. Yeah. So I think 
that was the only thing that kind of got me through that phase. And my brother, of course, with the mm-hmm. support of my brother. And the fact that, you know, I really had people around me who was kind of supporting me in terms of giving me the energy that I needed mm-hmm. to understand. But you really have something with this, you know, you should literally just yeah. continue. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, I met some guys after that. Well, I knew them. I knew two guys because I played into color with them, which was Nikolai Solomon and Kai West. And they uh, both went to Fatima, right? Yeah. And I went to an event um, in St. John's, and this is where I met Brandon Koo. Mm-hmm. He was from CIC. He did an Old event. Crew, man. All right? Yeah. And Old after that, I, I, Brandon, I spoke to Brandon, and Kai and I was always good. Kai and I was always very close. We're mm-hmm. still real close as my brother. So mm-hmm. Kai was like, Kai was doing events with Nikolai, mm-hmm. and they were Island Brothers Entertainment. Brandon has in, had his own events, which was um, BEK Productions. And I was, um, I had my own thing, which was one above, mm-hmm. right? And um, we was like, we always go to the big or after school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? After exams, they have nothing to do. Like you have five, 600 people there, they do events. Let me just come together and do one thing. I was like, all right, cool. Sound like it makes sense. Everybody talk to everybody. And it's like, all right. Cool. Right there, Take, yeah, that's how it's that. Well, how that conversation come about? Like, like who who bring it up first? Like, I want to hear the little details. Uh, if if I remember correctly, I believe it was Brand, uh, not Brandon Booster, which is Nikolai and yeah. Kai were the ones having the conversation first, mm-hmm. right. and then Kai brought it to me, mm-hmm. and then I included Brandon because yeah. I had just met Brandon in the events fair, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, it don't make sense. We all doing events and fighting each other in the yeah. same exact demographic. If we come together, we have no competition. We just sweep the market. You know what I mean? I like Smart. that. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it was, which is why I guess to this point, up to this day, we still have control of what that is. Because nobody else could have really monopolized. Yeah, yeah, we really monopolized the market. Because we would have, and that was the thing, right? We had like-minded individuals who properly analyzed the market. And we watched the Scorch and the Caesars Army. And although everybody had the different, you know, facets of, you know, I guess demographics might be the best way to say it. It's still kind of clash at some point in time, right? And we was like, they all around the same crowd and timing. Mm -hmm. I was like, if they if they were all together, like who how you could be them, you know what I mean? So that's kind of what we did. Like it don't make sense fighting for a small piece of food when we could become and create the entire plate of food and the split will be bigger. Yeah. There's there's like big business people who have nothing to do with events who are like so impressed by yeah. that whole concept that you made is actually yeah. really cool. Yeah, now it was crazy to see. And <laughs> like, honestly, the idea was to do one event. Mm. It was an event in, in um, <laughs> I was that laugh, boy. <laughs> Yo, because every, that event was the worst event in the world. It was horrible. <laughs> we did it, it was one event. The first year we did it, the ticket was like $46, right? Right? Yeah. Tobago. Tobago. $46, it was like a, in the back of Kanubi, we rented a villa and we was just doing like a poolside party. Right. Okay. In our mind, it was like mm, roughly four to six hundred people would go to Bagel. Yeah. So, all right. So you just print like a three, four hundred tickets. So we told all our friends, we made our little committee, tickets sold out. Wham. It's like, oh, tickets sold out. Well, all right. Maybe you might have like a 200 more people, 200 tickets sold out. Wham. It was like, well, all right, let me just leave it like that, right? <laughs> Reach to Tobago now. The event was the Monday night. Mm-hmm. And everybody went to Tobago, usual Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. 
So we was there and everybody was like, well, what are we doing tonight? Which was a Friday. And we was like, well, I don't know, I had to do it. Like, like, let me go shade or something. I think it was yeah. a Saturday, like go shade or something. You only upset. Right? Yeah. The only option at that time, let me go shade. When shade, shade, ram out. Ram, ram, ram. But we just saying, well, that's just probably people going to shade. This have nothing to do with us. You know, we don't think, you know, that we could ram out shade with shade. Is, they, they could hold like over 1,500 people. We don't, mm. we sell like five, 600 tickets. Like it don't make sense. Huh? Yeah. All right? So thing. Then everybody was like, so what are we doing the next day? So we in the group chat, you know, I was like, we supposed to do something again? I'm like, ah, well, let me just go No Man's Land, right? So we went No Man's Land this Sunday, and we're like, shit, we had to get music. And we get like a two speakers, call up some DJs, mm. all right? Selector carriers, one of the first DJs, yeah. thing, thing. so we had Selector carrier and rated R at that point in time. And that turned into like No Man's Land, it was ramming, but again, we was like, this was a free thing. Like yeah, anybody yeah. could come on no man's land. Yeah, so this can't be all So we had no clue though. No clue. Then the, 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 the Monday came around and then everybody is just calling about tickets. They are friends with any five tickets saying, like, all right, well, I guess just come down and pay at the door. You know, we, we, do, we don't know, we don't know what to expect. First part is our stage was a man back up a truck and we just put the tent on top of a truck bed and put the little DJ system on top of it. You have a picture of that? Uh, I don't know. Brandon might have Brandon the one who's keep all these pictures and everything. Yeah, I'll see if I can get um, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Look. And um, so we buy the door. Uh, Kai had his aunt and they work in the door. Yeah. And then um, there's a point in the party where you just had too much people inside. It's like, huh, that's kind of crazy. And then um, Kayat was like, we cannot let any more. And the thing is, we went for police, like, when we got to Tobago, right? So we have a little house thing. We just want a little presence. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And they were like, all right, cool, we'll send some guys. They sent one plain clothes guy, and we could not find him on the night, right? I'll get to why that was important, why he was supposed to be there. <laughs> So we had people at the door Sorry. trying to pay, like in US and thing, trying to come in. All right. No problem. <laughs> so it moved from us locking off the door to somebody come, Penny, people jumping on that side of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look on the side, it's chaos. And somebody called me, Penny, Brandon, and Nikolai curling inside. So I walk inside, they, they arguing over something. I have no idea. Hmm. Boom, current went. So oh, everything Jesus. cut off. So like, Jesus. Hmm, current went. All right. But the current went brought us to like one of the greatest parts of the event, right? We had glow sticks, but we oh. weren't ready to give it up. So we like run upstairs and we was like, what to do? It's like everybody just throw the glow sticks from the top floor. So we went straight up. <laughs> that and went, that went, and that people that started went. so it looked as though it was planned. Ah. Right? So people went ah. back crazy because they assumed that this was intentional. Yeah, when it was just yeah. Yeah. So just we just threw up glow sticks, everybody. Then I get a call, Penny, your DJ's fighting on stage. I was like, what? I go on stage, two of my DJs cussing each other. I was like, the bullet, like, why is cussing each other? Then I think, I get a next call, the worst one yet. Yo, somebody throat just get slit. I was like, sorry, that offer. I just said, like, I said, what you just tell me? I was like, ah, yeah, we already called the ambulance, but the ambulance cannot get in because it's a small road, 
right? And cars parked bad on the road, so the ambulance can't reach inside. I was like, what do you mean the ambulance can't reach inside the venue? It's like, what? Yo, my head is spinning. My head spinning. No, I just remember my point. Like, I just sat up. And dog, I just, I was just so overwhelmed. No, everything that could have gone wrong was just going wrong. And more. And more, and more. Like, it just had a point. I stopped for a little bit. But I had a little breakdown, get myself together, and I just tried to... Now, I don't even know what happened, but the event was done. Everybody left. We lost our um, safety deposit because people broke concrete pillars. Don't right? Know. I have no idea how that happened. Concrete pillars were broken, right? The guy left his... The owner of the villa left his car in the venue. Oh, God. Oh, no. Yo, people destroyed the man. Like, oh, think no. about Project X. That's literally what it was. No, yo, everything that could have gone, like people was breaking into some of the rooms, like the pool was bro- like black brown. Like yeah, it, men gonna jump in the room. Sure. Yo, the little tent that we had, the tent was missing legs. I was like, but who go and steal tent legs? Like where so, tent legs would go? That's the best party that men ever went to in the for sure. Just I, wonder for how, I wonder how other people would describe that party. Yeah, the great, and that, that's <laughs> why it got the after we sat together after the four of us and we was like, yo, this yeah, this this was chaos. This don't make sense. Whatever. And then, you know, we just kind of left and we just kind of going on the beach. You know, everybody would be on the beach. Everybody's like, yo, that was the greatest party I ever went to. You don't have to. And everybody had the time of their life. And I was like, we, we, we talking about the same event? Like, flabbergasted, dog. Are you sure it's the same event you're referring to? And everybody was like, yeah. And then I was like, well, I guess I guess we had to do yeah, it again. Yeah, Everybody yeah, was yeah, like, well, yeah. all right. So then, you know, the next year we decided to put more effort and emphasis on the event itself and cure and that is accidentally we created that weekend experience. Right. Because you all realize what people want to do yeah. every single right? day. Right? So for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, because they're there for the weekend. And and especially the following year we had competition, right? Um, Some who's that? Who's that? Um, God. Some but they were great, they were part great. of it at that point yeah. in time. So it was like a group of guys came together and they was doing a weekend on the same weekend, same set of events, everything. So we was like, yeah. So we was like, huh, all right. So that's when we thought about what happened the year before. It was like, all right, we would make the shade the first pump and make it our official pump. Mm-hmm. And then make no man's the official thing, and, you know. We just kind of shade out of pure for that. Yeah, so the weekend was crafted because we had competition on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Because we would just do the same free thing and have the one event in the end, mm-hmm. which is what it originally began. Mm-hmm. And as we realized with us, they they're trying to do. So we had to kind of block certain things. All right, if we yeah. put something here, people will come here instead. Mm-hmm. And we curate this part here, and we curate mm-hmm. the experience at that mm-hmm. point in time. And I was like. Oh, look at that. We just end up with uh, magic. <laughs> I see, I see we, like a full weekend of events from it. Right. Yeah. So it moved from like the second year, people had to pay for the events individually. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was from the third year, we had a weekend pass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was, uh, that was Bro. Oh, so interesting. Imagine them take a start at $40, $60. Uh, so how much I see weekend pass is like a 800 Yeah, like 800 <laughs> no, yes. Well, the production level is completely different. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, So that first, first one where everything went crazy, that was what year? That first one where everything, I think that was either 2012 or 2013. You're doing for 10 years. Yeah, well, yeah. Besides sure. COVID. Yeah, yeah. So how old you were at that time and all? They had now come together with our plan. 
uh, probably in 1920. The same 20s. Yeah, we were all around the same age. Mm-hmm. That's creep. Yeah. What I would ask you though is that like, I find like uh, there's a certain age where you become aware of like what you're capable of doing as mm-hmm. in like, um, I, I don't know when it happened for me, but like you, you start to come out of this like tunnel that you are yeah, posted in yeah, school yeah. where yeah. you're like, okay, if I want to go and learn about this, I could go and talk to this fellow. Yeah. And there's nothing yeah. stopping me from going and talking to that yeah. It's almost like a, I think they call it like a sphere of control or whatever. Right. But I feel like to do an event of that size or any of those events at that age must be real hard because you're, <laughs> you're like, how do you break out of that? Like um, those chains of not knowing, like you could just go and throw a party. You could call the owner and be like, hey, I want to rent the venue for this night. And you could right. call the equipment people and you yeah. could just put things together. Like, yeah. how, how do you even arrive at that? I could never imagine. I think I think it's just age, being in it, and just trying it and just doing it. Because in the beginning, you know, it was it was hard. Like, we had no idea. Nobody had respect for you as a young man. Yeah, you know what I mean? This is a youth, man. Yeah, we have a party and we have 2,000 people that could come here and just say, you know, just call, just a call on them, man. Yeah. Like, what is youth man talking? <laughs> like, yeah. what the heck? Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was a lot of having to prove yourself at the same time. And it was a lot of us just trying and not being afraid to take the risk. Yeah. You know, mm. and not being afraid to lose. I think most people kind of hold themselves back because they're afraid to lose yeah. or they're afraid to fall to, or fall or look yeah. bad. Yeah. Is, it is an embarrassing thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are real, yeah, like, huh? real optics on that. Yeah. If, if you fuck with parties. Right, Everybody can exactly. be like, no, that's real failure, shit, boy. I mean, when yeah. we're big in parties, yeah. they still fail to this day. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So no, I'm telling you, and there are events um, in recent times, even like last year, that mm-hmm. we didn't fully profit on. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, not Island crashes itself because we do events outside of IC as well right okay. but it would have events in general and it can't happen at any point in time because it's, it's, there's a lot to do with timing and then how yeah, much yeah. effort you put into your event and it have yeah. a lot of factors that go into a successful event which is outside of our jurisdiction yeah. like sometimes you could do everything you need to do mm-hmm. and you just happen to do it at the wrong time mm-hmm. at the wrong date you plan an event when it have world cup finals yeah. nobody's going to come to the event they're going to world cup finals you know what yeah, i mean right, like sure. that yeah. so there are a lot of factors that you really have to think about outside of just what you are, are good at doing or what you are perceived to be good at doing um, yeah but that is is height yeah, yeah but back yeah. To, oh, good. Yeah. I was gonna go back to Island Crashers again, mm. if you don't oh, want to. Well, we could go back after. I don't mind the Island Crashers talking. No. Well, I was thinking about though, like, I've been to some parties where the amount of tickets sold is ridiculously low. Right. Mm. And I was wondering why, if they see how much tickets being sold, why did they just give everybody back their money <laughs> and not throw the party? Because a lot of the times that has to do with your investment in the event. Right. Um, Oh, yeah, because yeah, mm. sometimes you have to pay for your venue in advance. If you're, let me say, you're going in the Savannah, you have to go to court to get your licenses, your bar license, your dance hall license. You have to pay EMA, you have to pay cut in advance. You um, said dance hall license? Yeah, dance hall license. You need a dance hall license to have. Wait, wait, I, wait, what? I ain't hear that properly. Where you said it? You need a dance hall license. So not oh, like play, not like dance hall music. Oh, oh, oh. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you refer to the, the venue as a dance hall. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you're Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need a permit to say, you know, you, you could charge people to come into oh, this okay. event. You could, you know what I mean, make money at your bar, um, mm. particular things like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, so you need your bar license and your dancer license to have mm-hmm. these particular things in place. And then you need like fire and police. Yeah, like fire and police all under, you know, falls under your licenses. Okay. So after you go to court, they'll give you your strength. Mm-hmm. In terms of you have 500 people is, well, now the ratio is 75 people per officer. That's kind of how they calculated, right? So if you have 500 people, you'll have X amount of police officers, you'll have your fire officers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, how much do you pay for that? Well, it kind of depends on the strength that they give you. Mm-hmm. Uh, some events, you, they'll give you 50 officers, whether you have normal WPCs or constables or inspectors. The higher the rank is, the more expensive it would be. Mm-hmm. So if they, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they send 20 constables and two inspectors and nothing, you know, it's according to the strength. Yeah. And more than likely, it's according to the, the type of event you have. Mm-hmm. And the venue itself is what it would depend on. Mm-hmm. So if you go Brian Lara Cricket Academy, they're expecting you to have a large event. Yeah. Nobody going to do an event there for two, three hundred people. Yeah, exactly. Right? Compared to if you go like St. John's, you could expect like a smaller number, you know, mm-hmm. um, than Brian Lara mm-hmm. Cricket Academy. So it will kind of vary in terms of that. And then as if the police are aware of your brand and yeah. the type of crowd you would attract. Yeah. So yeah. if it's a, you know what I mean, a crowd that they may deem dangerous, you're, you're going One to get a strike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, you're going to get a but like that dance or like songs and all them other things, those mm. are things that people would, I would say the average person would overlook when thinking of throwing a party yeah. or oh, something because yeah. they're not yeah. in it. Yeah. What else is involved in the throwing and planning of an event that the average consumer wouldn't think about? Um, I, I, I think that throwing a party is a lot of moving parts at the same time. Right. Um, I, you know, it would begin from just you creating the idea, you know, the concept, the theme, and then dealing with your graphic artists and then your videography team to get content to roll out and then yeah. dealing with your committee. You might have a head of committee to, to kind of relay this information mm-hmm. to your committee. And even from that, your promotional campaign and what you're doing and then com- uh, communicating with your DJs and then the biggest part is your service providers. So if you have different companies doing each thing because you need your sound guy sound. and lighting and generators and fencing and, and you can go on and on pyrotechnics. Yeah. So it's, it's really understanding, which is why most people in the beginning just catch the tail because mm-hmm. they have to understand timelines and when what needs to be started by, like for Island Crashes, we have to start preparing our venue a week in advance so we would not be ready. Yeah. And most times it's still you know, still a kind of crunch to make sure everything is in place by that point in time. Mm-hmm. And then Tobago is like, for us, Tobago is another ball game. Because in the beginning, yes, we did, it was like three different venues that we would have to set up in one mm-hmm. space of time. It wasn't one venue. Back to, back to yeah, it's only as of recent, we do all events on the beach because it's just a little What's easier. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it's no more a beach festival than it is anything else, you know? Do you all have any plans of like shifting it because of the beach getting like smaller? <sighs> Boy, that is that's a real pain in our side right now. That's a pain. It's crazy. So certain parts of certain times in the year, the, the beach would kind of be, because the tide wouldn't be as high, right? Yeah. And then, you know, at that time, you kind of watch the beach. Good. God, it's yeah. a, we have no beach. The beach is gone. <laughs> yeah, we, we have no control over that. Yeah. Now, you know, in terms of the environmental side, there are things that they can do. Mm. to preserve the beach and the landmass around the beach if, if they 
you know, if they, they'll have to build certain dikes and things out in the sea, as if they choose to do that, because yeah. then you, the water would now then just flow somewhere right. else, right? Yeah. You need specialists to really come and see and I'll examine. Jumping. Yeah, that's, that's not a small thing. That's a yeah. government yeah. thing for them to really <laughs> figure out. And, but for them to do that for a simple party, now the thing is, pigeon point is, you know, well, they have the whole other side that people would usually bait and think. But it was the side they would do the little, the little surfing and the little yeah, other things too. So, I mean, you don't really need much sand for that. So, <laughs> I don't know how much preference they really give to people just oh, throwing cool. events there. Right, right, right. Yeah. Although some of the largest events in Tobago happens on Pigeon Point. So, is this spotter? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, also, this is a real odd question. Huh? Right. I've always thought about this. When you're throwing free drinks parties, right? Mm -hmm. How do you calculate how much drinks each person is going to drink <laughs> so you, you don't lose money? <laughs> yeah, let me hear so you don't lose money, all right? Yeah. There's, a, there's a little math stage. There's a formula. It's not, there is a formula. You have to understand your, your, your crowd, your demographic, your mm -hmm. market. So it's like average when you go out. Let me say, your drink. what's your drink of choice? What do you like to drink? Punch in white oak? White oak and soda. White oak. How much white oak do you drink in one event? Like if so you go to like depends. five drinks, six drinks? Yeah, probably like seven. Exactly like that. Real enjoying, yeah. Right? So we, we know at a particular age, mm -hmm. it's almost impossible for somebody who's anywhere between 18 to 21 to drink 15, 20 cups and still be yeah, functioning function. as a human being, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because we know getting used to and accustomed to, you know, drinking alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, but whereas if you go, let me use, let me say out in South Air Committee, mm -hmm. who has a more mature crowd, a big man could possibly drink about 10 drinks. Yeah, no, right? yeah, yeah. So, but for us, if I was calculating just with us here, all right, five, six drinks per person, one drink would cost you X, whatever, whatever, and you just calculated by the bottle. Mm. So one bottle would give you 14, 15 drinks. Mm. So in your sponsorship, you'll kind of work it out with your brand and be like, all right, I know for sure if I'm doing free drinks, if you drink two beers, you're not going and take six drinks. You'll probably do like four white talk after that. Because yeah, yeah. base is kind of full. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to eat, you'll get drunk faster than a big man. <laughs> yeah, so you're yeah, just, yeah. you kind of gauge it. And I'll be like, all right, if you buy six drinks, which is usually mm. like $20, $25, it'll cost you like $80 to $100 a head. Yeah. Mm. And naturally, girls drink less than guys. Yeah, all right. So you could, all right, there's a safe gauge to say, 60 to 80 dollars because girls will naturally drink less mm -hmm. so although the guys might be 80 to 100 in white oh, the girls would be 60 to 80 possibly all right. right so you just kind of balance it up and say all right you'll cap it at 80. but you just kind of have to be aware of your numbers and is it that mostly drinks would come mm -hmm. through the sponsors yeah basically and you'll get sponsors easier with um a free drinks event because they're moving product, right? You yeah. have to buy the product in advance. Yeah. Whereas like a cooler fed, people are sure to come to the event mm -hmm. and buy alcohol. Mm -hmm. So a sponsor will be like, all right, cool. Well, yeah, we, we cater into 1,500 people. We need 20 cases of white oak, right? So we have to buy it up front. It's just discounted. Yeah, they'll right. give you a discounted thing. Sometimes they might get every seven, five, six, seven cases, they get one free. Ah, it's trying to give you like little different specials and mm -hmm. deals and whatnot. And you're more likely to get a cash sponsorship by that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And also, a, a vague memory is like when, I think one of the island crashes that we went to, at some point, you all like posted all the sponsors that you all had. And I think it was like 30 or something. And I don't know if you all got all of those that one year or you all had them from before and you just formalized it. Uh, we, when, we built over the years. Yeah. Oh, okay. But when I saw that, I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah, these men rolling. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> well, well, you see, the thing is not all sponsors give you cash contributions. Mm -hmm. um, so some sponsors would come on board and let's like, say Sunshine Sacks come on board. 
Um, sometimes they would give cash according to what you pitch to them and how it makes sense to them. Um, but I just use Sunshine Snacks because they have something to give, right? Yeah. Um, they could bring their execution and they'll give out snacks. Yeah, you'll boost it. Right, yeah, they'll just give out the snacks. So let's say I buy ice cream or maybe sometimes it will happen with white oak and rum sponsors. They will come and they'll give out samples. Mm -hmm. You could get white oak cocktails. And yeah, so not yeah. every time and every sponsor would give you cash contribution. So right. if, even if you see 40 things, it might just have five sponsors who are actually giving you money right. on that right. flyer. Yeah, yeah. But they contribute in different areas, yeah. Um, what what like what year into Island Crashers always start getting a respect from sponsors to be able to get them easily? Um I would say the like the fourth year. The fourth year. What, so somebody Yeah, yeah. Cause I, I would say that um we changed our dem uh, our generation into white oak drinkers <laughs> at that point in time. Because when we were clubbing in school, you know, he's clubbing, we're not supposed to be clubbing, <laughs> right? Real people used to drink vodka for some reason. It was, it was like vodka big on vodka, right? Yeah. Vodka, yeah, it wasn't so much rum. Yeah. And then it's, um, they bought on big tile and crashes a year. And um, they did a lot of work with us and they gave us a lot of stuff and we were all pushed together and they gave out a lot of paraphernalia too. So that, that in itself is how sponsors come in. They'll give cups and different things too. I would see if you, like if I wanted to give my patrons cups, and white oak was like, all right, well, we have 2,000 cups. Right. Oh, well, you're saving me a course. Let me just use your cups. You know, like, that's ways they come in more too. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think sponsors who see the demographic and understand what it means is because mm -hmm. at that point in time, you don't know what you like. Mm -hmm. You don't really know what's your drink of choice yeah, yet. You're just, just partying for partying. We take it anything on that exactly. <laughs> so whatever you think or is seen as the most prominent thing at that point in time, mm -hmm. you would stick to that. Yeah, yeah everybody drinking white oak. I can drink white oak too, you know what I mean? If you get early, man, I'll probably yeah. stick to that. But what I would say too is that we started with, like, I think Black Label. But I drank yes. so much Black Label and crashes. I stopped drinking that. And then I was like, well, what do you, the only other rum is white oak. So then yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's it. We, we could drink white oak. We, we could afford it. We could afford it. What would you say was your favorite year? Like, what, yeah, was, it most, what was the best year of Island Crashers? Well, because if, if the first year was the worst. Like, the most memorable moment. Things went over the hedge, people. Well, that never, I, don't, I doubt that ever happened. Yeah, that, yeah, that, nah. that, that never happened. <laughs> but if if I had to say the closest to that as possible, that would be last year. Really? Yeah, mm -hmm. strange enough. Without something drastic happening, mm -hmm. I would say last year. Well, they probably have it down to science now. Yeah, so I know. Boy, we have it down to science, but it'll still be your okay. girl. <laughs> yeah, of course, now you would never be able it's to avoid that stress. Yeah. Yeah, that's just events, boy. It's too unpredictable for things to be perfect, you know? Right. Because it's, it's dependent on people. Yeah. You know, and anything that could go wrong. Fortunately for us, with the environment that we create, and I guess the crowd that we would have, mm. uh, we don't have much incidents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But uh, back to the police question, I just randomly popped in my mind. I was like, for a weekend in Tobey, we, we pay close to 100K in police. <sighs> what? Over, over mm. the three-day period, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but our budget is extremely high as well. Eh? Yeah, I can imagine, yeah, for sure. And, and if you're really going over there, <laughs> think about it, right? Because we, especially when we were doing two venues, hmm. our tickets 
really ranged between, for a bulk of the time, it was between 600 and it would end at 800, right? Mm. We give people three to four events, right? When you really think about it, that that's true. 200 or less per event. And true. there is no event in Trinidad you're getting for 200 or less. Not any people go in boat cruise for $350 and think $300 a you're boat right. cruise. Start and you had to bring your cooler. And you had to bring your cooler. Now you're right. Yeah. Right? And, and we still give people like a, a particular production and we always try to up it every year. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the times people would see it as, yeah, boy, them fellas making real money. Yeah, but right. I, I could tell it like our budget is close to 1.5 million that we put out. Like, because there's so much that, you know what I mean? And it can't be cheap to, to rent Pigeon Point at all. No, think about, as I say, all right, so. It cannot be cheap. Yeah, be For three days, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> right? And then you have police at what cost? Then yeah. you have fire at our next cost. And then we have to fly certain service providers from Trinidad to Tobago. So it's not just fly, you have to house them as well. You have to fly all the DJs yeah. and house them yeah. as well. You have to provide transportation for these people as well. All right. Mm -hmm. So let me say it costs fifty thousand to do fencing. Yeah. Now is an extra twenty, thirty thousand because he have to bring his staff, yeah. house them. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Feed them. So yeah. everything is is multiplied because we and we do we do use a lot of service providers from yeah. Tobago, yeah. right? Because that's kind of what we believe in as well. If yeah. you're doing it in Tobago, we yeah. had to support Tobago. Yeah. That's the only way. Like that, yeah. You know, it, it would make sense, of course. Yeah. And that's how, and that's how you get them to buy into you all as well. Yeah. Because I remember yeah. one year, like when you started the partnership with like Magdalene, and like, yeah. I was like, these yeah. men get these, they're doing yeah. it right way. Yeah, yeah. Because once you get buying any government or like the, I don't know minister, like yeah. whoever is in charge of tourism, might come and you know try to help yeah. you all out because yeah. he sees the value and then. How much money you all give to Penny Seals? You don't have to tell me that. Right. Everything does run out. <laughs> Everything does run out. You can't get anything in Penny Seals. Ice has run out on eggs. the islands. Yeah. Bees, bees. <laughs> I tell you, no bacon, no eggs, no bread, yeah. nothing in Penny Seals. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Who are they renting Pigeon Point from? It's from yeah, Pigeon Point itself. They, they have their own board. Their own board of directors. Yeah, it's private. I know I'm fit to see story, but I'll just tell you. They had one island crashes where you all started to play, you all like a bunch of fireworks as the gunman music come on. Yeah. As the most magical moment. Like, <laughs> nah, that was, that was like, a mad. I never experienced that before. It was just yeah. in my mind. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But to, 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 to go on top of that, dog, how does it feel to like be, be a part of and have started something that people are probably going to remember for like the rest of their lives? Like it, yeah, no, you it's played such insane. a significant role in so much yeah. people. Like we went through, we went three times. Though. We went all three times. Yeah. Four, five, four, six. Well, up up six. six. Yeah, and yeah. like people go away. They tell their friends away about it, and their friends away are losing their minds. Obviously, away they do like festival and but now the same thing because you're doing like university. This is after form five. Yeah, yeah, such a unique thing. Yeah, yeah. like oh, that must you must feel some sort of like. I don't. I can't even describe the feeling like that. I, I, you probably can't describe it. I get that's the thing. Like, like we had this conversation um, so many times. So it's like the four of us, myself, Kai, Brandon, Boost, um, Nikolai. Um, I'll say Booster because that's it's calling Booster. Yeah, right? I think I So it's just I. I don't think we fully grasp what it means to people, mm. and it's only as we have conversation. You know who would bring that to light for us, the parents. Mm -hmm. So we would have conversation with a lot of parents, of course, because they would have to go as guardians and chaperones, to, to, right? And they'll be like, you know, we have 
this person has come in this time has been waiting since form two. Yeah. And it's like, and then we have, we'll speak to teachers, right? And the craziest things that we have, they shift their graduations around island yeah, crashes. Because people will go crashes before they go to grad. Yeah. And I'd be like, that is how bad like, yeah, is no, that makes serious. sense, boy. I don't even know if that makes sense, you know yeah, what I mean? It's like, crazy. Yeah. I remember like form three or whatever, some fellas who like were in form five who were about to finish showed us a video. Yeah. Like, y'all used to make yeah, and yeah, We yeah, were just like, don't know where we yeah, had to go this yeah. thing. So, and I, I went to my, told my mom, so I was like, after form five, I go in this thing. And she's like, nope. And I was like, what? I was ready to lock her off for yeah, one time. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, no yeah, way. Yeah, you yeah, can like study studying my exams. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, when is this thing, though? When is this thing? And you're away from your parents. Everybody is, is a kind of liberation. Yeah. Like, it was know? like a growing experience. Like, I wouldn't even like, yeah, especially yeah. that first year. Like, remember, like, we stayed, uh, we stayed with Sandy. Sandy Point. We stayed Sandy, Sandy Point. And I remember, and my parents are kind of strict now, so. We didn't say any points like one o'clock in the morning. Somebody messaged from Crown Point. It was like, hey, come online. And we we're like, okay. And we walked to freaking yeah. Crown Point. And I walk in there. I was like, how? Why how are we doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. And it was, boy. And that's what I was telling people. I was like, the magic of Island Crashers, where we get, like, we just facilitate what the experience is by yeah, having yeah. events. Yeah. The real experience of Island Crashers is not at the party, you know. Is what you do with your friends when you're at your villa or yes, on the bro. beach. Or, yeah. That's really what does make the experience is just being in Tobago itself. Mm-hmm. And you all just being in this space where you could celebrate life free. Exams yeah, just finished. You know what I mean? They form five, lower six, upper six. It don't matter. Your exam's mm-hmm. done. You just, you want to, you know, kind of sure. escape from everything. Yeah. And you feel like you're away from your regular life. Yeah, Although yeah, you're right so. in Tobago. Yeah. It's the same country. Yeah. But, but <laughs> you take a flight, you take a boat. It yeah. feels like you go somewhere different. Yeah. So the, the real experience of island crashes is Tobago itself. Yeah, and it starts right as you yeah. come off that plane, exactly. but you step off the last time and say, wow. <laughs> even wow, even to true. this day, like I have a different yeah. feeling about Tobago because of that. Yeah. That I didn't have before. You go some crazy night beach, you know, yeah. it's just, yeah. it just feels to do wild. You know, give me some memories. Like, yeah. I'm not even joking. Like, yeah. we, we made um, a shared album, like literally two days ago. A third of the pictures are pictures from Island Crashers. Oh, like, and, vid- and videos, I think, of us just doing stupid yeah, and And we, we all know, like, 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so long ago, yeah. like, six years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. I I'm telling you, though, all the men do something crazy there, boy. Yeah. I, I still yeah. We just, just kind of said, like, how long we got to do this for It's <laughs> like, well, boy, it's, it's like, it, be- yeah. it became a rite of passage for, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, and do, do you not feel, like, jealous that you didn't get to experience. Oh, but experience. We, we argue about that all the time. Oh. I was like, I wonder what it's like to experience this. I was like, I would like to, you know, grab my friends and just go and just do dumb shit for a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We do some shit. We do some shit. We walk in, we walk in from our house line to our next house line and it have a cow lying down in the field. Say, who gonna touch that cow? Yeah. Run up to the cold, the cold started to chase everywhere. Oh, oh, cold dog, <laughs> fucking huge. Oh, yeah, that's, 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 that's what it is. That's and you'll never forget our memory dog. And that's what's making it. And then yeah, also the right. thing is like, oh, it's a big, we're relatively safe. Eh? I mean, like we, yeah, yeah. we drive around in the middle of the night exploring in the back of um, a place, Bonacord yeah, and thing, but yeah, they have like a walk with us, go to the sea with like yeah. a bunch of tri- just, and we didn't know care anywhere. We just yeah. like enjoying yeah. it. Nobody bothering yeah. you and thing. And That's the magic of Tobago, boy. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Love that place. So nah, I really yeah. like Tobago. Yeah. 
Do something there, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but, glad we get to talk to you about it. How that damn meeting that you had with uh so, was your radio yeah. station with your brother? Oh, you really remember this boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slam, slam, that was slam at the point of time. When that when that is in this timeline? Um hmm, that was twenty, I would say thirteen into fourteen probably. So this is at the same time? Yeah, yeah. So it's the second year of Island Crashers. The second or the third year of Island Crashers was when I became an MC. Okay. By accident, again. Uh, and I got it. into radio also accidentally. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to say accidentally, right? I guess that was meant to be, but it, well, it wasn't. Plan, yeah, it wasn't. But yeah, it was the story there, girl. I know you went with some business partners. You had yes. pitching something. <laughs> right? So we started a media company called Sandwich Media. Um, so it was myself, Stephen Vorze, um, a.k.a. Red, Red Alert, mm-hmm. and um, Shead Andrews, which is Captain Plex, right? Mm-hmm. Who does all voices, videos, and stuff now. Um, so we started a media company at that point in time. And Red was... Um, he did production like ads and stuff mm-hmm. at Guardian Media, which is also slam, okay. right? So he would always say, you know, you have a voice, you could voice ads and blah, blah, blah. And then one day he was like, you know what? Slam had the iSlam concert series. There'd be in all sorts of concerts. He was like, let's go in, pitch the company so we would get work from Guardian. Mm-hmm. So it's like anytime they outsource in media companies, they will come to us. He already yeah, inside with production thing. So we sit down in a meeting and we go in and thing. And I end up... Um, I was reading out. I was just talking to Joel Morris, which is Signal, Signal to Noise, right? He was the program director at Slam. And um, in the meeting, he was just like, um, read this, he make me read something. In the meeting, I read it. He was like, you could read. You have a look. All right? You have a look. You read, you have a look. Have I thought about doing radio? Radio. I was like, no, I never, I never thought about doing radio. He was like, you try it. He was like, all right. Okay, cool. So thus, I started overnight at Slam on hundred point five. Doing what? Like as an MC. So one pra- time. But how he goes? Like, but yeah, like some MC. maybe some weeks after we started, right? Just overnight. Um, so I never took any before. radio course, radio course or anything like that, right? Yeah, yeah nothing like that. How the hell you jump straight into that? Right, I don't know. That was just me, though. My back can read. No, I don't even know. Like, I saw it was myself, Aaron Fingal, and DJ Charlotte. We yeah, sat overnight at Slam at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Fingal, Thief Charlotte, one time he was like, yeah, that's my DJ. <laughs> right? So they ended up putting a guy who was already there called Selector Caleb um, yeah, yeah. to work with me overnights. And yeah, we sat overnights. Horrible. When I tell you I was garbage, I was garbage. I <laughs> am not ashamed to say I was garbage. I was garbage. Bad. But you see, nobody would see those days. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was horrible. I remember that somebody people. Somebody granny hear that. Yeah, yeah somebody. Sure. I, I, I bust somebody ears overnight screaming. And I'm like, it was horrible. It was horrible. But then over time, you know, with the likes of like Sonny Bling and JW and Blaze and just different guys around um, in Slam at that point in time. Um, I was always open to advice. I was always open to learning and growing, which is why I wasn't afraid to take so much risk. I was never afraid to be like, 
you know, hey, why don't you just do this? Or how to do this? Or give me some advice on this, you know? Mm-hmm. And even Red himself was the one who gave me most of the advice that time. Because mm-hmm. he was in and around entertainment. He was a DJ before he'd been in entertainment. So most of the advice I'd gotten at that time um, was through him heavily. Um, and then things developed. And then I joined a group called Zygon International, right? And they heavy in sound clash, one of the baddest sound clash crews, mm-hmm. right? That's something that skip us. We yeah. we don't really know much about yeah. sound clash and sound killing. And that's when men used to go with the records and that bring the sound system in a party and this crew is at, and you, you know what I mean? It's a, and right. song boy, you're dead. And you know, so basically the goal at that point in time was, you know, crews would go up against each other, mm-hmm. right? And the crew that lost at that point in time, you consider your song dead. Okay. Right, so that's why you say, "Oh, kill a song, boy," kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. where that whole thing developed. It was like damage your career in a sense. Yeah, like nobody sure. gonna book you again because I see big boy. Yeah, right, so yeah, that's what yeah. it was. Now it was like, "Oh, take one." <laughs> so that was the which I did not come from, mm-hmm. but I was just appreciative of the fact that they brought me into the group, and that's where I started with. Um, <laughs> and how I got into the group was because of this: the second or third year in Island Crashers. Zygon International was DJ Watty, who I hired, and David Roberts, right? That was the pair. And Watty came, and David couldn't make it to Tobago. And my friends was like, but you on radio about that, you know, that just go and mic with him. I was like, look, I never mic in a party in my life. I was like, no, but we do have a choice. <laughs> yeah, okay. so radio yeah, accidentally. Yeah. A year later now, or some time later, some months later, it's like, no, it have nobody else to fill it up. You have some kind of understanding of what this is. Just going so before this, you never do anything in front of a crowd. Mm. Just radio. Just radio. All right, so radio, radio developed into hosting and becoming an MC. Mm. Um, so the MC part was that. It didn't have a mic. The, what he didn't have a mic, man. And they sent me with what he. I can't remember that. And I feel I feel like that's why I feel like block it out because yeah, I show it was horrible, right? <laughs> I show it was horrible. But for some reason I think people accepted it. I guess because it was I guess it was my party. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know why. And maybe I wasn't too horrible to the yeah, point. I doubt you know? Once you get past the nerves, because I feel like the nerves is yeah. the main thing. Because you so, also have like the, you have the, the voice and the, and the mannerisms from doing it behind yeah, the thing. It's just yeah, to the difference yeah. of crowd. So I think after that, people were kind of like, you know, yeah, you should continue. It was a vibe. But, you know, it's your French shit. It was a vibe. It was good. You know, go ahead. Take, take. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so I kind of continued. And it's from there working with Wati. Is where he was like, I in this group, you know, I'll talk to the guys and they welcome me into the group mm-hmm. and whatnot. And is there joined Saigon International. Um, and I was with Watty for some time and we do the whole, we go Roscoe's and Aria and as a, there's a party on the avenue real hard and, and do all them kind of things. And I'd be going parties on the avenue and then traveling home all four o'clock in the morning because I didn't have a car as yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, people wouldn't see them days. People yeah. don't know them days, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, to know. yeah. yeah. let's speak about any of this before. Yeah, in certain interviews and things yeah. before, you know, but I'm not usually on the side of an interview. Yeah. I'm usually on the other side, you know? <laughs> So, yeah, it's hard to, no, I go in and work in Roscoe's for free and then I still have to travel home it's just to get the experience and Roscoe's things. Roscoe's for free. You know yeah. what I mean? Everything in Roscoe's is free. Yeah, boy. So, hmm. it was, I just end up on, on, on that stint at that point in time. 
Live mm. and through the club life and the club circuit, 51, Roscoe's area, a little bit of Zen, some different mm. things. Um, Coco Lounge at that point in time was a thing too. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of, from there is where I got my main MC experience mm. from working them clubs over and over. And that's where I kind of build people getting familiar with who right. I am and my brand and everything like that. Useful. Yeah, so that's how that kind of took off from there. And the hosting thing was um Slam, Guardian Media, CNC3. It's all the same. It's all under Guardian Media, right? Okay. So if all those things are day jobs, right? And then the MC thing in the night, when you sleep in night? Um, well, radio wasn't that hard because radio was just like... um like shifts. Yeah, shifts. It's like three-hour shifts here on radio. Mm. Right? So most times I'll be skinning, planning events when I'm home or something. Mm. And, mm. you know, I go my little three-hour shift. So I move from, you know, overnight. And then I get like a nine to 12 shift. Mm. And then, you know, as I gradually got a little better and advanced in what I was doing, I get like a six to nine. Which, mm. So prime time is six to nine in the morning and mm. six to nine, uh, three to six in the evening. Right. All right? Which is drive times is yeah. what it is. As we were driving to work and driving from from work, yeah. the heaviest listenership yeah. you'll get on a you know, and that time people were still you know not so heavily on you know listening to mixes and 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 Spotify and, yeah. and you know. Yeah. So, you still with the radio station? Um, not so much. After I started traveling more often, yeah. um, something had to give. Where I was doing too much at the same time, I couldn't do everything. Optimum, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, something just, just hard to get. You yeah, 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 yeah. get burnt out at some point. You have yeah. to deal with that, like a serious burn, no? Why? Well, yeah, yeah. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> burnt out is right, true. Crashes is, crashes is like, like crashes for us, no. That's one of the, that's one of the hard periods. And then another burnout period is um, uh, carnival. Yeah, of course. Yeah, carnival, of course, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then outside of that would be other carnivals. So we go to other carnivals. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just have a little bit of periods. Bigger carnivals is, is madness. Um, yeah. I want to hear a little bit about more about stage MCN because okay. I find that real interesting. And I don't, yeah. I just can't see myself doing it. And I feel yeah. like it have a science it. And yeah. obviously, like, I want to hear how you, because you had to build a rapport with the, with the um, audience and things yeah. too, and you had to read the energy. Yeah, and yeah. You had, you had to tell yeah. me about that. You yeah, so is, is your chemistry with your DJ one, right. your knowledge of the music two, mm. your experience three, and being able to read a crowd four mm. is, the, is the, the, the things that I really kind of put most emphasis mm. on. Um, the crowd, if I start from four, you have to know, you have to understand crowds. You know, in Trinidad, I would say it plain, I'll be blunt, right? We are downtown, we have middle, we have uptown. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are west crowds, we are east crowds, yeah. we are south crowds. Some events, they would intersect, right? Because you still have uptown south, you have uptown west, and you still have uptown east, mm-hmm. right? And it have downtown, you know, yeah. and then in the middle is, is mixed all how, right? Yeah. And then you have to understand the ages and the demographics. Right. When you're with a younger crowd, you could chant more. You could pretend to be young brother on a mic. They like that. They like the hypeness. Yeah. They like to hear somebody wiling them up. Yeah. An older crowd, when you're playing for a mature crowd, mm-hmm. they don't want to hear all that talking. They want to hear music. Right. right? Yeah. You know what I mean? They, yeah. Hey, stop talking. We want to, we want to hear this song. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that. So, but it comes with experience to being able to understand your crowd. Mm-hmm. And then you and your DJ are supposed to be able to read the crowd. So even if you start somewhere and it's not working, mm. you have to be able and flexible enough to, all right, 
you'll play this for a little five minutes or ten minutes again, just not to rush out to it. But you have to we have to figure out what groove they're in right now. Right. I don't yeah. Not to pause you, but just to, to add on to that is there are certain songs that people I don't know if it's a universally hated song, but people DJs still play it. Is yeah. it a matter that the amount of people who actually don't like it is very small compared to those who actually <laughs> like it? You know. Um <laughs> What's that song? All I do is win. All I do is win. Everybody still plays it. And I swear and everybody that, hates that it. That one by that girl too, though. Um, bridge. That off the bridge or some shit. I guess I'm coming to the bridge. <laughs> but like, but the thing, I, I don't know. Is it that because people are so drunk in the party that they still like react to the song? We just still put one hand up for the window. Still, yeah, still, but you still win. You still yeah, win it the whole time. Win. Yeah. I, I think people just, honestly, the song is overkill. Right, you hear the song over and over to the point where dog, I fed up hear the song. But when you drink and rub, the yeah, song yeah, it, yeah. because you fed up hear the song, don't mean the song is still not a monster tune. Yeah, yeah, right, it's just yeah. you just tired of hearing the song. Yeah. Right, like it's just like how people feel about. What's the best example I could use by Palance? Palance is a good one. All right, Palance is a good. People will be like, I have been in events outside where I see people kneel for Palance first. They fed up the song. I'm not standing for this kneel Palance, right? But then you have two people kneeling, but then the rest of the people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, because at the end of the day, as much as you fed up hearing it, it was still, still one banging. of the biggest soca songs ever. Yeah, still. Banging. And you cannot deny that. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, because if you ask most people who never been to Trinidad, mm. name some soca songs. You know, Palance would be one of the songs that they would mention. Yeah, I'm big. I'm big too. All right. Huge. Yeah. So it's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I think the main thing as an MC for me, what I realize is the show is not about me, right? Yeah. Now, everybody might have a different way of approaching this or thinking about this, but this is just me. Mm-hmm. My job is to facilitate you having a good time mm-hmm. or to help you reach that point where you could forget everything else mm-hmm. and completely enjoy yourself, yeah. right? And I think the music is the main thing behind that. So mm-hmm. the DJ is important in how he plays his music. Mm-hmm. My job is to just highlight what song, if he's playing a happy song, right? I know, all right, Travis is going and play some kind of um, um, Happiest Man Alive by Marshall Montana, right? Mm-hmm. I would ask a question, how many people genuinely grateful to be alive? Mm-hmm. We go what through so it, many man? things in life, but we're still here right now. We still live in, look, you're still drinking with your friends. Mm-hmm. Put your arm around the person you really love. And sing this song with them. You see me, mm-hmm. I's a man. Yeah, and it I helps. Just, like, I just bring in all the feelings in the yeah, song yeah, yeah, through yeah, my yeah. words before. Yeah, I helping yeah. you enjoy the song, right? That's yeah. why I wanted to hear you go into this song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's I think right, is true. my role as an MC mm-hmm. to help yeah. you to enjoy. I just here to highlight the music and to get you to understand the songs and the moods in every song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right? But my zone personally as an MC is a, a happy zone. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right, thanks. Mm. So, I, I like even if you're playing dance, or I could go into dance, or it's not a problem, but I'm not going and give a heavy gunman kill people kind of argument. Yeah. That is, is not me, it's not me naturally. Not. Yeah. I naturally I am a good vibes, good energy kind of guy. Mm. I prefer to if you go down that lane, which is why soca is my strong point, mm. right? You know what I mean? So, I'll go down that, that, that zone, mm. and I think what helps me as well is the fact that I understand events from all aspects. Yeah. Right? As a promoter, right? right. I would understand because I fed up here what my patrons like, what they don't like. I would mm-hmm. see it first time from watching other DJs play. What spoils the party? What would make mm-hmm. it good? What As you a, look for in people. Yeah, what you look for in people. 
as a host, I would now understand how to engage people even when they don't want to be engaged. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you can play all the good music and then everybody will stand up watching you. And then you have to understand, you stop the music. I say, all right, something I love to do. I'd be like, all right, let me get familiar with the people in this party, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I say, which one between the both of y'all would drink the most alcohol? Who's the alcoholic between the both of y'all? When I used to drink me. <laughs> he was the alcoholic, right? Yeah, all right. Just... So who does take the longest to enjoy themselves in a party between both probably of y'all? <laughs> True. <laughs> probably me. Probably right, so you see how you all just lighten up, right? You all just start yeah, to yeah, laugh, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. thing. All right, who's, your, who's the friend who always, you know, once they go in a party, they're going up. They're yeah. making you shut before the party. So you break it down and get people comfortable. You have yeah. to remind people, you come here to enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Say, right. right. So you see a boring friend, tap your boring friend <laughs> on your shoulder and tell them not today. Tell them you come to enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? All others help. Yeah, it's help. Because you always have a friend who's really, nah, I ain't feeling this. Just stay on the phone. Thing, yeah, right? yeah, who's yeah, your yeah. friend who always on the phone and don't want to enjoy the party? Yeah. Oh, that's really this one. <laughs> we ain't come here for that. You spend your money to stand up on your phone? Oh, no, you know, I really didn't spend my money for that. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. Yeah, sing this song. Hold it, we drink it. You start a party now, you know? <laughs> People, God, just be up and your job is yeah, to bring yeah, it down. Correct. Now, so. to, get them to, to get them in a zone to mm. enjoy themselves. Mm. So that's what I think is, is, is my mission as an as a MC. And I think because I have been able to, I was a promoter, I'm a promoter, mm -hmm. you know, I am an MC, a DJ. I used to go to parties a lot, so I understand why, like, even when I'm in the crowd, mm -hmm. you know, from all these different things put together. I create a, a kind of package. That, 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 that's my thing. My energy yeah, is just to make sure I facilitate here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to facilitate those emotions in everybody through the music. Yeah. You, you had to know all these songs by heart. <laughs> so you had to be listening to music wholly. Yeah. Well, not wholly. I just, I, I was always in love with music, as I say, since, since school days, or even before secondary school, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, my dad was big on music. Um, my brother, my sister was always big on music. And my dad was Calypso and, and he used to love Luther Vandross and he would go down the road in the, <laughs> and then my sister, she's the eldest of, of the three of us. She would always like, she was Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and mm -hmm. she was Usher and she was Celine Dion and right. So I get that. And then my brother who's a little bit older than I am, he's three years older than I am. You know what I mean? He would have understood what, you know, the bigger and in, in the dance hall arena. So mm -hmm. it's like, I, I was like, yeah, a, it was diversified. Yeah, yeah, diversified. yeah. And then Soka, mm -hmm. you know, Soka is sure. And yeah. certain things I would just naturally know for myself as well. Mm -hmm. And fortunately for me, I just know real lyrics to songs. I'm, <laughs> I'm one of those people who could pick up on lyrics real easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that kind of worked in my favor too. So yeah, you really have yeah. to understand the song, how much to talk, when to talk. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think the biggest thing is most MCs have pockets and not everybody could relate to everybody, mm -hmm. right? So you have DJs who would thrive in a downtown setting. Right. right okay. Then you have DJs who would thrive in an uptown setting because you see the same DJs and the same events in those brackets, yeah. right? Like demographics. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right? But then what DJs in your mind you think could play in a downtown party and shell in an uptown party? at the same time, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And at the end, that's something I try to achieve. My, like my goal was always to be the most versatile MC. Mm -hmm. And to a large extent is something that I am right now. Because in one weekend, I could go from doing a boat cruise, right? To doing some, some random club night somewhere, wherever, however, if I could be a Rima or ting, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So then I could go to hosting a wedding 
right, to then doing some kind of live broadcast somewhere else, yeah. right? There are very few people who could do all of the above and still, like, be a stronghold in each field. Yes, I would agree that in some areas I would be stronger than others mm -hmm. because they would have men who strong in dance all, but they're not strong in soca. Yeah. They wouldn't know R&B or they wouldn't know Afrobeat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. People have their strong pockets. Mm -hmm. But my thing was, I should be able to go in any demographic, any age, any point in time and stand up and stand out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you have the exposure. Yeah, yeah. So even if I shell the most, you're not going to say, nah, he wasn't good. Yeah. You'll still say, yeah, boy, he still hold it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as I say, even though I mightn't be, because I'll be honest, I'll have plenty of men in a downtown and dance hall arena that would shell harder than me by far, right? Mm -hmm. Give you harder, the right arguments, everything you need, they'll speak the lingo. It's not that I can't do it, but as I say, I do like to force things. Mm -hmm. I don't want to force what is naturally not me, right. all right? So I wouldn't be a heavy hitter in that sense, mm -hmm. but it's not to say I can't go in that setting and hold my ground, mm -hmm. yeah. all right? You know what I mean? I'll still yeah. hold my ground, yeah. all right? That's what I mean. Yeah. This might be a little heavy vibes, but... <laughs> um, like, you, you, you always have to be, like... You can't expect the energy of the crowd that you're not giving them, right? right? So if you want the crowd to enjoy themselves, you too have to be enjoying yourself. Yeah. You too have to be happy. But yeah. making yourself like that all the time must have like some... Because it's always up and down. Yeah. Life is yeah. about, about balance, yeah. right? So how do you manage the down? Because you must be tired and you must be feeling mm -hmm. off and thing because of how much you have to give to the crowd. Yeah. How you how you deal with that? Like bad mind, boy. <laughs> is that a push through? Is, and, and that's the thing I tell people about entertainment in general. That is never about us. My job is to make people happy despite how I feel. Mm -hmm. My job is to make you enjoy yourself. You don't want me to come and say, I'm not having a good day. But let me party. You're going to you like, yeah, we yeah. need to have a good day. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not the energy you come there for. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wants to hear that. From the time I hold that mic and go on a stage, my job is to lighten the mood or make it better. Mm. You know what I mean? So there were times I could say openly, um, and my dad passed in 2016, December the 15th. And that same weekend, I had some kind of island crashers party. You know, we still had to coordinate the event. You know, still had to go and work the event. You know, I mean, funeral planning's happening, and you know, still are things I had to coordinate and do. It's not easy. You just have to put yourself aside. I mean, it's sometimes a lot harder than others. Sometimes you just kind of cancel some gigs, but like I can't cancel doing my own party. You know, so I kind of have to push through. Um, have the support of the other guys. Too. Yeah, correct. But it it is not because we're in hard times, dog. And like Johnny Galv, yeah, <laughs> and all. You know and I mean, you're tired, you're hungry, you think like, I really had to go on the stage for hours. And yo, it had like literally, had times I went events, blue man, like like upset, like not talking to nobody, upset dog. Just take the mic, drop it. Yeah, just yeah, have to drop transform. it. Yeah, sometimes it might take a little two minutes to get any groove properly. But, uh, God, boy, it's precious. Oh, man, yes. I even talked to somebody like that yeah, on a stage yeah, and like yeah, that. That's, yeah. that's commendable. Yeah. But there's a, there's, a, there's a high in it, and that's mm -hmm. the thing. Um, the high in it for me is, my even since I was young, I like to be the, the clown that entertaining everybody, right? Yeah. That's always me. I like to, to I sing and I dance and do some kind of stripping that's making yeah, people yeah. laugh. And um, being a host, being an MC, and doing events in particular is one way to get a lot of people happy at the same time. 
you know what I mean? And the events in, in some extent kind of reminded me of architect because I have to build this experience from scratch. Yeah. I have a blank yeah. venue, just a random venue yeah. that I now have to create this whole thing, a stage and thing and thing and tell a whole story. It's like I still get into be yeah, all the is, art and everything that I like to do. I get to you bring it to Yeah, I get to bring it to life, you know? It's so crazy kind of how that happened. Yeah, full circle. Yeah. <laughs> so, you had to have like one set that you remember and you would never forget. One it set that I remember, boy. It had to be. Huh. It's like pure euphoria. Cause I, could, I could see that too. Yeah, like something that's going perfect. The crowd, like you're just feeling the energy from the crowd. Yeah, boy. Now, honestly, I, for some strange reason, I can't pinpoint one right now. Like an exact moment that was like higher than every other moment for some shit. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgetful too. So I might just randomly remember this and message all the next <laughs> week. Hey, I, you know, I know remember. But there, there, there are moments where it, it's surreal, boy. Mm-hmm. And I think, I can't say I'm, what I would say when we went on our Vibes with Voice, he tour right after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think that was like, one of the those events because it was more than one right like those events boy i can't explain how because one is right out of pandemic right when we weren't doing anything for a year and a half two years you know what i mean and then we kind of developed this movement from the tour itself from the live itself sorry so everybody already knew what we was coming to do and they knew who we were. Mm-hmm. Like, you would not be at the Vibes with Voicey concert if you did not know what Vibes with Voicey was, right? <laughs> so everybody just come and they understanding the assignment, basically. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like, we would run on stage and the screams and the noise and the, oh, it's a high. I could see how people could easily get addicted to, to things like this. And it's not to say we are rock stars or we are not like, like you know them you know a-list celebrities and whatnot but and and just those little spheres and coming off a stage and people wanting pictures you got picture of me yeah, <laughs> you know it's just so it's just so it's just so kind of surreal in a sense you know? it's, it's crazy but yeah. those stages i would say were some serious highs but, oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. one of the jumbies were um you made voice jump off the truck. I think it was the first time you did it. Boy, so people, I was, we, I was, oh, I think we were in the crowd. I was worried for that man when I yeah, see that I video. Though, I, I was like, please don't let this man jump He definitely off. touched the crowd, but man, I'm surprised at all of them. Men yeah. was losing their minds yeah, no. in the crowd. I think that was, I was probably, I would say that is definitely one of the serious highlights. Uh, because yeah. the crowd went batshit crazy. Was, you know, I can't remember how you reach on top of the truck. Like, and you just reach. I don't even know. The, then you got to even do that. You got anyone to jump too. Well, yeah, you, come, you tell me you want to jump. I got me to jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more than likely. Yeah, you see, the thing for them is just like, because we have like voice and Nadia and other people yeah. would play. Yeah, like we had yes, we had Nyla and whatnot. Um, we had Afrobia here. Yeah. Um, so um, I think is it well with the soccer artists in particular, they're working whole season. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I don't invite them to work. I invite them to enjoy the experience. Oh, it's like yeah. if you want to play in zombies, I'd facilitate your packages. Just come and play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think they just. It's just that release, you reach the end in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, Monday yeah, and Tuesday yeah, after. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, yo, uh, yeah, we work hard whole season, you know, because most artists don't perform on the road unless you're, yeah. you're trying to push for a road match hit, really, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, hey. And then he just come and 
I just said jump because he bothered again. He's just doing what he wants and he bothered. Every year he jumping off the truck like just last year. What he jump off the truck last year for? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you do it again this year. Make sure you do this year. People are coming for that. People say, "Dog, he want jump off the truck every year." I was like, "No, I, this is not a plan thing at all. I actually have no idea how he's even reach on the truck. That's crazy." Yeah, I think the first year was because he had pandemonium, so he was actually performing. I think so. Yeah. But I could be wrong, but I think did, so. I did think he, he jumped actually... off to Pandemonium. He jumped off to a song, though. I can't remember what song it was. But on that note, Pandemonium is a banger, but I really love that song. That's man. a banger. That's Something song. about that song makes you lose your mind. <laughs> yeah, boy. That, but, okay, well, someone sent me on Jumbies. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Um, so, Jumbies is a collaboration between the guys from Island Crashers and the guys that do Tailgate. Mm-hmm. Formerly known as Wild Goose. Right, Wild right? Goose. Um, we were all together at that time. We were all together um, in Yuma. We were all in Yuma together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we were just thinking about Juve a year and we were just kind of analyzing Juve bands. And it was like, like we all love Juve parties, but it don't really have a Juve band for, for like us. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, hmm. All right, why is that? <laughs> so like, that's the first thing you have to do your research. It's like, all right, you can ask around. Well, you've been a really safe thing. People, most people felt it was unsafe. Mm-hmm. And then the tradition of Juve itself, it wasn't really passed down to us that much, mm-hmm. I would say, right? Like what actual Juve was for yeah. them when they dress up as characters and hit the street. Like yeah. our Juve is basically a party compared to that, right? Yeah. When they're really that's thinking true. like that. So we realized we had to modify the concept of what Juve is for them. It can't just be in the street, walking in the street because your parents wouldn't let you go that. Yeah. Because Trinidad then and Trinidad now is two yeah. somewhat different you know, eras and times in terms of, you know, just the general environment and, you know, the crime. And, <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. So we were like, how to make Juve feel safe to people? And that was the task we had. Mm-hmm. So we had it for like a year and I think we kind of hold the idea and just to kind of make sense of it. And he was like, all right, well, maybe if we start somewhere, go on the road for a bit and end somewhere that's safe, people wouldn't feel as though, like people, parents and, you know, the older siblings would feel a little more comfortable saying, yeah, they could go to this juvie. And, um, yeah, we kind of curated the idea of starting in the stadium and then hitting the road and ending in the stadium. So that's how we had the four phases. Mm. And then it so happened that we were able um, because the 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 two um, bodies that are dominant within the Soka Drum would be Tribe and Yuma, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Brandon and some others were still a part of the Tribe family, mm-hmm. and um, we were still Yuma at the time, and um, well, I am still Yuma as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tribe, they did it as well because I think Red Ants starts in the stadium. Mm-hmm. And so you have you have a few bands, like three or four bands that would start in the stadium as well. All right? Really? Yeah. Don't so, assemble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So that, that would be the case. And um, the stage ended up being a part of it too, yeah. which became like the highlight of it, right? Yes. Because you cross the stage, <laughs> yes. and you were, that's crazy. Yeah, so that's yeah, crazy. yeah. So because of the 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 implementation of the Soka Drum, that timing just happened to work out, boy. That yeah. timing just happened to work True, out. Yeah. And get permission to cross the stage. And it wasn't too hard because the, the leaders are part of, you know, the bands in the stadium as right. well. Right. You know, so 
hopefully, you know, fingers crossed as long as, because it's not just up to them as, you know, different bodies that will have to give them the okay to do the soca drum at the same time. So hopefully it would um, continue to happen that way because that stage, boy, I just think that stage is my cross. favorite part. Uh, the definitely. road is the road. Yeah, yeah the stage is really, you know, the highlight. Yeah. Just across the stage with water beating. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And voice jumping off the truck. <laughs> voice jumping off the truck. And I guess he had to jump off the truck every year. Yeah, he had, he had, he had a choice. <laughs> what kind of demographic are those going for? Like you see, like, um, yeah, I think it was it was just our friends. Because um, to be honest, for us, like I would say Island Crashers in particular, um, the, the, the thing with Island Crashers is the age of the crowd would always regenerate and remain the same. Yeah, right. Because right? it would always be people graduating. Mm -hmm. Because as you say, once you go that three year period, right, you, you had your time at Island yeah. Crashers, and that's really what it is. It's like a rite of passage, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had my two years, I had my three years there, mm -hmm. and now I'll leave it for, for them. That's yeah. really what, right? Yeah. So, so for us, our friends kind of had, we didn't really have stuff because we were so thing on icy. Mm -hmm. Our friends kind of naturally outgrew yeah. Island Crashers yeah. events yeah. at that point in time, mm -hmm. right? So, one, it was a, a way to involve our friends again and give us something to do all together. And um, we just came together with Wild Goose slash Tailgate. And um, we decided to bring this. We had nothing like our generation had no Juve band uh -huh. that they were directly affiliated with. Yeah. So it was like, we see now opening. Again, business, do a little risk assessment, a SWOT analysis, you do everything <laughs> you need to do. And you go down the line, say, all right, it makes sense. Yeah. Let me do it. You know, the first year was uh, first year was good. I don't I don't think we we fortunately because of the two entities being strong brands independently yeah. coming together, it wasn't a bad thing. You know what I mean? And we just we didn't want to come in as island crashers and things. It was like put that to the side. Although the first year that's what we did. Eh? <laughs> the first year I think it was branded IC and Wild Goose presents yeah. Juve Jumbies. Yeah, and we year all this after this. Um. Oh, yeah, we start one this one? way. Did we go to first one? I don't think so. What year is this for us? Because I started in Jumbies. I started in Jumbies. I started in Jumbies too. It's probably 2018. Was it? 2018 was the first time? That could be the first time. Brandon and Matthew is the numbers people. They would remember that. I'd have to ask them. Well, you all, you all had a real good brand buying too. Yeah. I was, I was, because when we first started considering Ju um, Juve, we were like, well, they had this band, but no man is going to stop this. So why not go there? And that's the thing. Because either them? you go and play, yeah. because we used to do Juve, like, like Kai would have, like, my family would also do, like, Dirty Dozen Juve, right? Mm -hmm. Right? And then Kai's family um, had another Juve that they would have done or be a part of, in a sense. Right? So it's like, yeah, you're going with your mother and your father and your uncle and, you know, you're just kind of tagging along. But it's not like you enjoying Juve with your friends. You can't, you can't, on a wall stab it on something and your pops watching it. Yes, you know, so, so yeah, it was to just create that environment for us. And it worked out. As we say, the timing was, was good. You know, and the strengths of the the brands is kind of what made that and validated the experience then yeah. while goose already had their stuff we already had our stuff we bring it together boom it just happened yeah. my mom's worried about me not making it home and i was like is he icy man and she's like oh okay no that's good i'm happy to hear that that was the selling point though yeah. like, cool. you didn't die in tobago so you should yeah. be fine yeah. name her wait 
Yeah, so. that's the thing. So we always try to make sure we always put out more. Mm-hmm. But also, coordinating something like Juve is completely different from our party. So how yeah. you all, how you all like did that? You all got practice and kind of like, you just went off the rip. Uh, so we have I can't say we didn't have any experience um, because myself um, Kwasi and Machu um, who is Numa Wild Goose right we were all in Numa and Kwasi mainly and then Machu and myself we were all in and around the functionings of Yuma Mm -hmm. right and um, Karma is another one on the Wild Goose side well the tailgate now side Mm -hmm. um He'd been around entertainment. I think he's the, he's probably the, the oldest one on the team, so he would have the most experience in general, mm-hmm. right? Um, we had the knowledge of how things kind of supposed to happen just by being around Yuma itself mm-hmm. and understanding the role and functions in terms of the moving parts of our juve because it's kind of the same thing, just yeah. less things happening there's your master's costumes and yeah, yeah right so yeah. juve is the same thing you have to have registration right you have to have distribution you know you have to coordinate the trucks mm-hmm. the drinks the thing 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 so from having that experience from being involved and in and around humor in a sense we kind of had an understanding so i think that brought us in i would say we came in on 45 to 50 percent knowledge of how to make it happen and then outside of that we have experience with events in general all together yeah, all, all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. all together so um i think coming together because it's, because the seven i was in total and then they would have their subgroup of supporters and we would have our subgroup you know of board members etc etc mm. so collectively there's a large support group now yeah so Although it's still hell to put something like that together. But I would say the times that I went, nothing really went wrong. So yeah. I think you'll... Just last year, we, we had we would real know, storms. We would have known. Last year? Nah, yeah. I last year. Especially for the stage, yeah. Yeah. Real storms. But the thing is, like, you see, like, when people come through the gate on that side, <laughs> yeah, everybody's just, just like... At one nah, time, just be, one time, they just push all the gates over. And the security men, they couldn't pull back all the men. Yeah, they can't. It was like 10 security men, but they all just went and up on the side of shops. We tried. We tried to solve that. I know it's hard. It's a tough one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tough one, yeah. But I mean... People who storm one year might enjoy it so much that they pay you next year. Who yeah, knows? So you know? we just get more stormers. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't storm the region, yeah, please, please, please. Hey. Uh, but you know, thing, things we because it, it was it was it was a little thing because we, you know we would have like um you know certain people that would come to play that you know we kind of have to who's who's in Digicel and who's who's where yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and we had instances where you know there's nothing bad happened but it just kind of the experience being hampered by people who are not supposed to be in the bar right. you know what I mean so it's like everybody's like we was having a good time and all, but this was a lot so we end up leaving mm-hmm. so we have so, people who was yeah. telling us things like that I was like yeah we really had yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so that hard to police boy yeah, you see we so have, all a, we have doing, a little what idea. are they doing this year Spending real money on security. (laughs) (laughs) Spending real money on an extraction team. (laughs) Extraction team. It it gets serious. It gets drastic now. Things get drastic. (laughs) But it's hard to manage because Juve morning is not like carnival. It don't have control like carnival money on Tuesday. You cannot control people. Like, I would never forget, dog. We are trying to tell people Juve morning, hey, 
guys, just clear the truck. The truck is coming forward. We just don't want the man to hit all this. And people getting vexed. Oh, they can't tell me what to do. It's like, yo, we just trying to save <laughs> God. You, you know what I mean? Like, like, all they need to do is step forward. Or, you know, step to the side of the, the truck. Don't hit for the vibe. You know? yeah, yeah. But if you do that carnival time, everybody, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You just have more control. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you're getting your section. Yeah. It has no section. Juve thrives on chaos. Yeah. You cannot control Juve. That is not what sells Juve. Yeah. Juve is That's good because it is chaotic. Yeah, it's organized chaos. So anytime you try to organize Juve, it would kind of yeah, go off the resistance for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you going to even like, spot people who are not supposed to be there? Because yeah, everybody covered in paint and it's And it's a dense crowd. You know everybody in the front of the band. So your car, your car, security could barely squeeze through to get to people. That's the thing. That's the thing. They would have to try, but the extraction... Very large extraction team that we have in place. Some monsters. We have some serious lines of extraction taking place. So um, hopefully that will help me see. Unfortunately, we don't have our rowdy crowd. You know, I mean, people just really come to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice crowd. It's a nice crowd. This year in particular, we have way more foreigners this year. You know, I mean, yeah. I think it's a go too. I mean, it's most like you all marketed well too. Yeah, yeah. And then that's what that's what the band people recommend yeah. to whoever. But we are the first band that market Juve like we would market our party. Yeah? Juve bands will usually promote their bands yeah, exactly. the way we do it. Mm, you know, like promo band videos band. and this and, yeah, and yeah, it, yes. most band Juve is a niche thing. You know your crowd. You just send out. You have your certain graphics and whatnot. And you just put the information. To me, like I see Juve bands starting to do that now. Yeah, yeah. well, friends with right. I won't say they copying, but they. Really Realize it. Well, there is a transition in it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, everybody kind of. I don't want to say. Well, I, I, I can't say that. No, but but I would say we have we have created a hybrid version of of what Juve is because mm. what we do is probably the furthest from traditional. Yeah. You know, what I mean, although we would still, we do plan on implementing traditional acts, but it's not usually so organized. We have a you know a pre-party. Like usually bands would have their little pre-party in the street, and then they go off. And it's like, and now we have a separate zone for food. It's like we rent a venue as a food zone. You know, I mean, nobody do you know ladders give you a little Luxury, box or yeah, little thing. Yeah, yeah. So we create, we curate it. It's an event. It's basically a, a large event yeah, we put it on your You know, so it's like mass. We so you have an independent food. Zone. Zone, you know what I mean? So, and I think that's why people keep because every year we really try to upgrade the experience as much as we could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the only thing next fall, you know, is a carnival band. That's a different kind of stress. You have a design costume, that, nothing like that one different way. I mean, like I, I see it first time. Huh? Like they, they, it have no stop. As soon as Carnival is done, they just start on the next year one time. Before, before. yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Was, was two, three months before yeah. they started. Yeah, yeah crazy. It's crazy. And well, Val, you know, Val and they is uh, the, the, the production that Val would put on is, you know what I mean? Oh God, I don't know how they do that. No, that's crazy. I planting open Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they have this uh, this new one and all came up. So I mean, if they do a good job, then. No, yeah, you could yeah, keep yeah. an eye on it. Yeah, yeah. nah, facts. Yo, we get people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Spirit to refer to? Yeah, spirit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think spirit would be nice on your own. I just like the fact that I think competition is always a good thing. Mm -hmm. And um, 
for a long time in terms of the, the sphere of things, you know, the human, the tribe, and the brands on the tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I believe spirit coming on board as well. Something and we do have a lot of other bands, eh? you know what I mean? Um, like paparazzi, I said, by this year, the kind of energy I see paparazzi throwing in. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, and like everybody just kind of, and, and I think just like it did with us, upper, like, like those competition would breed success to the people who stand on it properly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It is a way for people to develop. It makes you, st- you have to stop and think, yo, everybody up in the game. I have to do more yeah. to make my brand better. So yeah. it increases the value of everything now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just make sure the price continues to stay down. That's it. That's the that problem we face into that people don't see. Eh? You know, food prices going up. Yeah. Alcohol prices going up. Mm-hmm. Right? Production prices in general going up. Cost of labor is going up. Like, how could we, we cannot give all the 2018 prices in, in 2023, yeah, 2024? People still spend the money, you know. I mean, you know what I mean? They, they will complain, complain, but, uh, complain, yeah, but they spend spending money. money. They will spend the money on the things they show about spending the money on. And as the hard part, we went, why, why ticket prices keep going up? Because our production cost is going up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it have to go up one way to the other. Yeah. Yeah. It goes hand in hand. But um, I find... I find this here, I don't know if it's just my age group or just the little circle mm-hmm, I am, mm-hmm. but I find a lot of people not playing this here. I, I think so too. I think so too. I think Why? a lot of people... It's because of the backer last year because of all the problems that they're having. I, mean. I don't think I it will be because boy. of that. I don't know, but I, what do you think I it will, might be? I, I genuinely I was studying the crime. I was studying... I, the crime I don't might know. be a part, but I don't know if it will stop men from... I think crime is a huge part. Because crime is always... Issue numbers always high. I know, but like, that's so sad to say. I've seen men, that's such a sad thing to say. Yeah, maybe it was because, like, you know, come off of COVID, yeah, then expectations for this carnival was real high. Mm. Maybe people, it was under people's expectations, so they say, No, that gave it a break this year, yeah. But I feel next year going on, be real, yeah. I think next year might be because at least last year did have a lot of kinks in terms of like supply uh, chain. Everybody knows how my mark out for the first time, yeah. But I mean, there's no, I I could also sympathize with the bands because all the men get through a curveball, yeah. yeah, People just try to produce something, you know, at the 99 hour in a sense, yeah. And I know people like going back to spirit, I know people who say they want to give spirit one year to see how it is, and then next year they're gonna play and things. So, I just think, um. It's like I have plenty of friends from abroad who are not coming again because of the crime situation. Mm, so just as a nation, yeah. we, we we plaster crime on the front page of everything, which is yeah. our problem. Yeah. Like you go on the front page, you go on any article, you click any link, the first thing you go and see is who died, how much who people died. died. It's like in places like Barbados, who kind of the government kind of restrict that from happening. Mm, You're not yeah. supposed to promote crime on your front page. Yeah. That's not supposed to be the first thing people see when they click your country. That's really yeah. Yeah. That is true. Double homicide. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I have a good question. So, yeah, boy. Oh, yeah. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna ask for mm. So, um, what is your opinion on like that whole discourse of like music contributing to like the rise in crime? Oh, the rise in crime? Yeah, like the, the Trinidad and thing. Um, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a strange situation, right? Um, because people sing about what they experience. Mm. And to be quite honest, in a lot of the areas, dancehall music is about the hard times, the grime of it. And that's how you connect with people. I love dancehall, right? It's just the truth. If you go from Jamaica, come right back down, you're connecting with the streets. Yeah. Dancehall is a genre of the streets. 
Yeah. Right? The people real, raw, and direct. That's what dancehall music is. So it's a lifestyle. So I would say to, to an extent, um, people do interpret music in a real life sense. Mm-hmm. So it could activate something in your head to make you feel that this is a normal thing to do. It's something that you should do. Um, I, I don't see anything completely wrong with it. All of we just party today, We love yeah. a, a good gun man song. And, yeah. You know what I mean? You think you really, really, really yeah, enjoy I'm yourself. Killing, and, nobody. Yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> yeah, it, so at the end of the day, a lot of it is not really on the artists. It's on the people themselves too. Now, what I would say is on the artist is the fact that you don't have to have one type. You could be versatile. Not everything has to be gunman lyrics. Yeah, you could talk about hard times, but killing, without yeah. killing men, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think we kind of have to understand your surroundings and your environment. If we're in a hostile environment at this point in time, you could kind of change your message in certain songs. You know what I mean? Just try to curve it a little bit. You know what I mean? Sing something a little... Because you have positive dancehall songs. TJ would do it. Yeah. Alkaline did it. It'll yeah, have a lot so of people talk about success, making money. Yeah, yeah. it have motivational dancehall songs. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's, it's a hand-in-hand thing. But at the end of the day, people have to think about the lyrics too. Entertainment is entertainment. An entertainer could entertain you whichever way they see. If they know somebody likes something, they'll sing about it. Because we all know when I got man tune is a big tune, yeah. that fella again booking every party. Yep. So they're going to sure. sing about it. But it's just up to the person listening and consuming the music to understand it is just entertainment. It is just music. The things with youths, they don't have that kind of thing That's to be able thing, to decide for that. And if you're you listening to that constantly, them lyrics just going into yeah. your subconscious and, and mind. It, it, is, it does something to you. Yeah. Like you feel evil is not the right word, but evil is the right yeah. word. Yeah. You know? But I mean, yeah, not to yeah. do, act, not to action, yeah. to, to take action to your feelings. Yeah. But like, if you already go in to do something along those lines, it mm-hmm. could push you. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. facilitate the action, but not if necessarily you're listening to it. happy music all the time, you're going to be happy. If I listen to I'll kill you, I'll stop you. I'll be moving crazy. You're moving crazy. You know, people who listen to that type of music yeah. all the time. And yeah. They, they, mm. you know. yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's just sad that our dancehall is just directly, it seems to be associated. Like everybody does attach it mm. to. Now, it, it does have a cast. I can't deny that it does have a part to play because mm. of the attachment of the different areas and whatnot, right? But. We really have good artists, though. Like these guys have been putting on quality music. So it's be so hard that, you know, somebody might feel, well, we, I can't go there and listen to this one, or he can't perform here because I'm afraid this happening. It's just kind of stifle the whole movement of what it is. You know, I mean, we would all love to see that movement reach as far as it could go, but it's just so many things surrounding it that's just kind of. And even within yeah. it is just oh god, it's just so much, boy. I just yeah. I would love to see it go a lot further too, and I believe it could still. But you know, it's just yeah, how to shape up, man. Yeah. I mean, it's not even really unique to Trinidad. I mean, like look at um like O'Block and thing in Chicago, yeah. like Little Dirk and King. Yeah. And I mean, rapping about killing men in the <laughs> exactly, and then getting in fight gunfights right after, yeah. and then and then rapping about the prison and the kill and thing. Yeah, yeah. same yeah. thing. You know, just more popular. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, Oh, I was going to ask, since we were talking about carnival and thing, mm-hmm. if you were the minister of tourism, what do yeah. you think you would do to, um, I don't find the government markets or carnival well at yeah. all, yeah. at all, yeah. at all, yeah. at all. So I don't know what kind of approach you would take or what you think they should implement. I, I just think that 
I had, I, I don't know, but I, I actually think about this often, right? And it would often come up in conversations I would have with people locally and abroad at the same time. Uh, my example that I draw is Barbados tourism. You see Barbados in every carnival. They have a presence at almost every carnival across the board, especially in Trinidad. They have activations in FETs in Trinidad. They have radio ads that would run in Trinidad. They have Trinbegonian brand ambassadors once they're in that, you know what I mean? That represent, you know, Barbados tourists. And it was just people that they would get to spread the word about their carnival and just to keep it top of mind, yeah. right? As my, as my business partner, Brandon, would say, like when you in... England or whatever, and you could see ads running about Barbie, like carnival in Barbados and, and different different mm-hmm. countries where yeah. there's no carnival. You would see ads about whatever is that time period that is tourist-oriented for them. And then it just kind of draw me back to the fact that, you know, our main focus is not tourism, right? Although I think people shy away from acknowledging the fact that one of the biggest I would say increases in our GDP comes from carnival. And if, if anybody disagrees with that, they, they, they're a little insane. A lot of people from top of the chain to the bottom of the chain receives a large yeah. influx you know, of income mm-hmm. because of carnival from the man who does sell water and food on the road exactly. straight up to straight the owners up. or whoever, straight venue and whoever, and whoever invests in. Yeah, yeah, right? So... I think across the board, the amount of things that... I, honestly, I think we could do a much better job. Mm-hmm. I think we should do a much better job. I think we should put more emphasis into carnival and the structure and, and everything in and around it. There are a lot of things that, you know, just me and myself would kind of sit and analyze about carnival that just, you know, don't really make too much sense. But, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's plenty, plenty politics or everything. Well, so. yeah, 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 yeah. And everything is not, that e- it's not as easy as one, two, three. Yeah. But I wish, I, I genuinely wish, boy, Grenada is doing a way better job at, at promoting and highlighting their carnival. Mm. Barbados always did it. Jamaica, oh God, Jamaica, you know Jamaica does stick with tourism and marketing and anything like that. You know what I mean? But I just see it as, you know, with carnival is uh, natural, we natural thing and mm. oil and this and, you know, our tourism it's just, just a little flow. Yeah. Upsetting. <laughs> I know somebody from Trinidad playing Jamaican Carnival and not coming out. Yeah, yeah. And Sad the problem world. is for foreigners, it is cheaper to go to Jamaica than it is to come to Trinidad. Yeah, Jamaica one cheap. Because oh. right, Jamaica right there from Miami. Carnival cheaper too. True. Right? So Sad. they have more accommodation in terms of, well, well, you know, they are the tourist destination number one. Number you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like they don't play with that. They don't, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Jamaica already have the, the big name in terms of the place in the Caribbean. You know, yeah. if anybody asks a random person name somewhere, you know, in the Caribbean. Yeah, no the first place I would say is Jamaica. That's just the only place they know too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, Jamaica is heavy. Yeah. And what so. about what about the carnivals and like Miami and like nothing? And then, yeah. oh, you, you've been to those. Yeah, those how, how are those? Um, those are nice, but yeah, it's very different from ours. Each carnival is very different. Um, like nothing here and thing, but it's just... It's like, it's like third generation Caribbean people. Uh-huh. Third to first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's people who live there, but your, your uncle and your father and your mm-hmm. moms was from Trinidad. Yeah, so you still have your Trinidad roots because you come here once or twice. You <laughs> maybe live here for a year. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. and the thing is, 
The thing with those carnivals is because they are withdrawn from it. Remember, we drowning in Soka here. We drowning in Trinidad here. So we, we don't miss it. You just yeah. appreciate something when you do have it. Yeah. So when they get a taste of it or they live abroad and they used to live here but live abroad now, when they go to Soka for days, back and all because they don't sure. get it. Yeah. So yeah. the carnivals, there's oh just be such an energy, boy. And you see all the flags and the different countries and you have, tri- you have roots here and you have yeah. roots there. It's be crazy, boy. It's really interesting to see, boy. It's, it's so beautiful to see, um, I guess, people... Uh, like, cause they have soca in Japan now, right? Mm-hmm. Japan has a little carnival thing Whoa. going on now. So that's great. That's, that's the crazy, thing, right? To, to think about that, they're adapting our culture and, and things crazy. like that. So, right? Uh, the, the the culture and the and the ambience of a carnival is is being exported in many areas. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamaica saw the benefits of that when they Jamaica has been doing their carnival years now, years mm-hmm. years now, and it's only at a point where. Uh, like human tribe collaborated with some of the guys and like they really curated a different experience. Um, not saying that they did not have quality experiences before that, but I just saying that those are the reasons why like I would have ended up going to Jamaica to play right. because of the involvement of key players around right. Trinidad yeah, 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 yeah. in it, awesome. right? So um, I think after that, when they saw that influx, like Jamaica running full speed with Jamaica yeah, Carnival, right. you know what I mean? And Jamaica oh, Carnival right. is growing every year. Like yeah. their bands already hitting numbers that we, our big bands hitting and thing here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't have That's as true. many bands, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, the carnival itself, people exposing it everywhere. It's cream. Tourism, yes. it makes sense. Yeah. Which one was your favorite besides Trinidad? Glass here. No, nah, in general, all the carnivals you've been to, which country? Grenada. Grenada? Grenada. I do want to think twice about that. Grenada and St. Lucia are real high in my list. Why? Why? How come, yeah? Um, all right, so Grenada is the land of the jab, right? <laughs> when, you're talking, when you're talking real juve, mm-hmm. Grenada never lose it. Grenada is juve, mm-hmm. right? Um, jab jab it's not no it's not our pretty juve it's not our you want paint and you want powder <laughs> oil right no, oil. They rub oil all over yes. here and people still rolling with they they hold so true to that traditional sense because that's what it was it was yeah. a way of you know mocking and taunting your slave masters mm-hmm. so in the night you would rub pitch oil on your body to go out and so you would look like zombies and zombies yeah. in the night yeah. and you put a cow skull on your head and anything you could do to make yourself look grimier, mm-hmm. that's what you're supposed to do to terrorize your slave masters and mm-hmm. run them away. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it was. That's that's what that came about in the first place, mm-hmm. right? Then up to this day, they hold true to that 100%. So uh, that, that's what, uh, I went for that experience. Like, they are so passionate about their culture and and everything about them. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was so crazy to be immersed in that and actually see that yo you have men walking with with thing in their mouth that dead and men have actual <laughs> snakes around them and and cow head and pig head in a trolley and, yo all the craziest <laughs> things you could think of dog is so surreal like dog why are they doing this <laughs> it's like real, man. but because it was so real and so raw but it was just yeah, appreciation. yeah yeah and then their music and everything like Grenada is not, like they have nice events. Mm. There are fancy events, but the nature of the people is not stush. 
Mm. And Hanos touched this. Like, they coming out to party. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? And, uh, yo, by Grenada, it's just, it's, I could go on and on by Grenada. It's just a big vibe. Like, honestly, like, when I work carnivals, I do get time to enjoy it because I'm working like I do. Yeah. Mm. I completely enjoyed Grenada while working. While working, completely like I run in any things I don't normally. I run in any road, like I run it up on like yo. It was one of like lad. That was literally one of my greatest experiences last year. Grenada, I can't remember. Oh. What kind of work you doing there? Like MC. Yeah, MC. MC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the different countries are doing now. Uh, nah, nah, well, it's interesting because you have to understand. <laughs> <laughs> you have to understand. So, like for example, right, like in Antigua, when we lime, we say, "Oh, they're pumping up. You can't say pumping." In oh, Antigua, because <laughs> pumping me and a man and a man. Oh shit! All right, <laughs> so it's like different things. You just have to yeah. understand what to say, what yeah, not to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. What I mean, you just have to understand the little inner workings, and then it's to figure out after time what songs they would take, and then places like Grenada. They didn't really want to hear too much Trini songs, and mm. they would take the one or two big songs that yeah, was popular. Yeah, yeah. They would accept it, but you have to know their music. And don't mm. come in Grenada and feel you playing a Trini set for them, and you'll never go back Grenada again. Don't go and <laughs> yeah, St. Yeah, Vincent yeah, and the so Grenadines. Good. Worse yet, they they, they just good. want their music. When you have a big tune like "Come Home" and "Hard Fet" and thing, it will yeah. play. Mm. But give go back to their music after that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where you have to. Look. They they mm. want what is theirs, mm. and rightfully so. Yeah, and sure. I love that about it. And then in places like like Toronto is different or Caribana, right? Mm. Because Caribana is one of the few carnivals where you could play R and B and mm. hip hop, and it's a normal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. they big on R and B in 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 Canada. Okay. And and the Caribbean diaspora and a whole day as well is a norm. So you would go a fet. It has some fets that would say strictly soca, mm-hmm. right? But you could still play a little dance or you could play a little Afrobeat, you know. And and particularly in Toronto, you could play R and B in a fet. Right? You can't fathom that, right? <laughs> and in Jamaica, no, you're in Jamaica. You could bust dance all on the road like normal. Uh, you, know, you know, you jump going on the road and them coward like you playing hard dance or cartel running on the road like normal because they in Jamaica. Didn't you all do that in Jumbies? Like you all had like dance all after. Like, yeah, yeah. So then the after party, yeah. the last hour, we tell them they could play dance on. That's because yeah, yeah that's just just a little vibe, you know. Oh, look at you, another one. Maybe yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind that one. Yeah. Take a little small thing, man. Yeah. But we used to let more steam than you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no gunman music on the road. He don't gunman music on the road for Juve. Well, um, I know you're telling us a little bit about before, but tell tell everybody where your schedule going uh, like this kind of. Um, I don't want to lie to all you, but right, I want to be completely honest. Um. Well, fortunately, this year was different from last year. I think because it was such a, such a short season, mm-hmm. a lot of events naturally kind of clashed. Mm-hmm. And I guess because of the timing too, some events just kind of not happening and thing again. So I had a few mm-hmm. events in the earlier half that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So today's what? The, what today is it? 23rd? 23rd. Yeah. All right. So accounting from this weekend coming here, right? One, two, three, four, five, um, six, seven. This weekend alone or 10, 11. Now, from this weekend to to Carnival, right? You're six and I said, shit. You're in trouble. 20. What day is it? 13. Carnival is what day? 11, 12. 
So I have 34 events from now until before Juve morning. Divide that by the days now. Let me see how much. Three a day. No. Yeah, so so this weekend is like... So it's like two Friday, two Saturday, and one Sunday. And then next week is like from Thursday. I have two events on Thursday, two on Friday, two on Saturday. And then that Monday is Carnival Monday right after. So Carnival is what, two weeks away? Three weeks away? Yeah, boy. I don't really study that. So like the Monday, um, no, the Sunday, sorry. One, two, three, four, five. Five on the Sunday. One on the Monday. All right. Four on the Tuesday. One on Wednesday. Four on Thursday. Five on Friday. Five on... One, two, three, four. Four, sorry, on Saturday. Two on Sunday. And then Juve, Monday, Tuesday. And I still have two Ash Wednesday if I live. Dog, that is madness, dog. What do you... Yeah. You said to eat different, I think, and just drink like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So from December, right? Don't drink From December. From December. Like green juice or something? Start exercising fully. Right, and I just sat back, like, right, I'm running or sweating, or just make sure I get my body in again to yeah. take that kind of legs because yeah. it's real legs sure. on your body, Damn. yeah. And then, um, I changed my diet. Well, it's hard to change your diet for Christmas, you know, Christmas you just yeah. need to eat everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I still eat the gifts, yeah, yeah. So, it cuts out the because I have acid reflux because of my job, right? Mm. The long hours I eat mm. like trash mm. you know the times i eat too and then i eat it and then i sleep in one time mm. so it's like i cut out certain things so it's like a little less on the dairy and mm. and then no i can't no soft drinks no spicy food so i have to try not to eat curry and blah 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 and all them kind of i have a whole list of things that i should should not eat and things that i should eat i mean i don't fully do it uh, <laughs> but yeah strictly water don't drink no alcohol Sometimes I might teeth a little juice because, you know, who don't like juice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then teas, real important. Mm-hmm. I had to go on a strict vitamin intake. So I have vitamins I would take every day. Mm-hmm. Then I would have a special tea, um, throat coat is the name of it. Um, tea and tablets for my throat as well. Yeah. Um, if your voice going there. Room temperature, water Trouble. only. Yeah, I can't remember. My voice is how I make money. I yeah. can't lose my voice, so I can't play with it. Yeah. You ever lose that, are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the honestly, this whole re- regiment I I am on now is sad because what was what was what was it? we had carnival before we had carnival in twenty twenty two. That was oh no, no. What what, no. what was the carnival before that? That was probably the one before the pandemic. Yeah, the one right before the pandemic. Yo, my throat was bust up like dog. My throat bust up to the point where I be spitting blood and things sometimes. Must be bad. Yeah, there's real it's pressure on your throat yeah. and your muscles yeah. and everything surrounding your voice. You know? There's yeah. pressure. There's mashup it. After one What's party, I just lose my voice. Yeah, that's the thing. Five, you know, they screaming. And I'm not sleeping properly to recover yeah, and yeah, all these kind of things. So, yeah, I, I have personally have to go. Some people are a little luckier. They could do all them things and not have to change the diet or anything. But I just have to do it, you know, is it? And that's the only reason I survived because last year was the first time I had so many events. Mm-hmm. I, I had like over 60 events, so I only made it to 58. But if I did not go on that 
that whole you know <laughs> regime Jesus. i wouldn't survive and every ash wednesday i crash except last year last year was the only one i wake up ash wednesday and i was just tired but like years before that i'd wake up cold sweating like like my body completely destroyed because it was too much um, so that is something they go through now. Yeah, yeah. I use manager. You're a girl, Nick. Yeah. Are you manager relationship? It's a, it's a lot. It's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> she had to be it's a type easy. of woman it's to talk to a fella like that. Um, it, it takes a lot of understanding from your significant other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of understanding. And again, you get a lot of attention too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They need patience. They need understanding and um security yeah, yeah, yeah they need to be a bit secure in themselves as well because yeah, as you say it's a lot of intention like, so you would be a hose on there yeah, <laughs> but it's our job to make sure they are secure as well right you know what yeah, i mean yeah, so yeah, you know course, yeah, 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 things like that, so, yeah that's easy it don't it, it don't be easy yeah, but I, yeah. Try, i tried to do juvenile to carnival last year boy and i woke up down on the you know, <laughs> shit yeah one day that's one day yeah that's that's that, like think about it right as i said thursday yeah, hop on a diet. <laughs> thursday at four friday five saturday five sunday you still have now remind you that's breakfast party or sunrise party or whatever you want to call it into a regular day cruise or a, mm-hmm. a boat cruise into a normal brunch party or something so it's, oh, it's not you don't have a period to stop because every day that's how parties are right you'll have a three to nine a.m you'll probably have a, something that's starting in the middle of the day somewhere so the middle of the day is nine to let's say nine nine a.m to five six maybe you have early evening events that would start like 3 p.m and end because it's in the week too right and yeah. somewhere end like 12 1 and then you have normal nighttime fed even in the week that'll go from 10 p.m to 3 4 a.m and then you have our next party starting one time at at 3 a.m the next morning that same morning so from thursday to sunday is the same you get you literally get naps from driving one yeah, day. Yeah, I was now about to ask you, how are you sleeping? I, I do the wrong thing and I, I just, just because it's me, I drive everywhere. I don't I was about to ask you have a driver. No, no, I don't have a driver. I drive everywhere. I'm good. Last day, I drove that's, everywhere. Nah, I drove everywhere. You're a driver, boy. Yeah, and you know, you're a driver. You're a driver. Nah, I don't. So, which is why I could do it, right? Yes. I do, if, no matter how tired I am, I'm not going to fall asleep behind me. Yeah. That's, that's just, fortunately, I just have that ability. I'm a thing, you know, not yeah, <laughs> yeah, with yeah, that, yeah, but, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, I just, and most times I would be with somebody mm. in any which yeah, case, yeah, right. you know, so... But, uh, bruh, I feel tired thinking about that it's, be, it's, it's literally being zombie mode <laughs> and special lozenges and yes. things too uh, yeah, I don't. lime and honey does help uh, but yeah lime honey ginger yeah that's real mm-hmm. good that's yeah but like the man voice, voices be eating raw ginger <laughs> raw like biting raw ginger I, I can't do that's that nice. shit. that's, that's like no. yeah that's they put it in some kind of tea for me though I ain't, I ain't drinking no raw ginger <laughs> yeah that's crazy yeah like what so Ding Dong last year Ding Dong had over 100 events to do 
You know, I want to. But it was different because remember, for artists, it's like you have 20, 25, 30 minutes, honestly. Like right. For us, it's hours, you know. So you could do more as an artist. Oh, okay. Yeah, 15, 20 minutes on a stage oh, and you go kind of No, but it's crazy. Yeah, I don't want to. You could imagine. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is Michael TJ? Michael Tesha. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's having that thing. The year thing don't have last year. He's having that this year. That's good for him, though. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, he's excellent, man. I'm having a monster season right now. Yeah, I love yeah, that film. Deserve that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the people just wouldn't know that. Dog. It don't be easy. Yeah, you don't really think about it. Though. Yeah, and then in times, remember, I still had to prep for Juve. I still yeah, and, and then I coordinated Wednesday night mass for Travis as well. You know what I mean? So it's still a things. And then you still have your regular business. If let me say somebody have a regular job or a regular business as mm-hmm. an MC, they still have all. And then who have it? Fortunately for me, I don't have any kids or anything like that. I have mm-hmm. to attend. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's a whole a next girl, thing, though. Boy, that blew I my have mind a girl. Still. But if you have a child, you have no child. Like, yeah, 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 like a girl can be, but no girl in I mean, understanding, understanding. When you have a like, you have to have a gem of a woman, yeah, <laughs> or, a, or like a huge support system. Yeah. To really yeah. say, yeah, you do what you have to yeah, do, okay. we would hold it up. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, you have so much going on. Like, what, what, what more could you do? Like, what, what is, what is your plan? Um, honestly, I want, I want to gravitate more towards events. Right. Um, we have been doing events abroad as well. We did one in Barbados last year. We've done That's Miami fun. a couple of times before. We've done one or two stuff in New York as well. Was um, this IC? Um, IC, yeah, we did IC Miami for a couple of years back and then we kind of stopped. Um, we did IC and um, Josh G. Just, um, Static is his brand. Mm-hmm. We did, they have something called Imagine Weekend in Barbados. We did an event with them, Neon Blocko, um, right in November last year, 2023. Um, so we do intend, and um, I guess with the Vibes at Voicey team and more guys, we do intend on doing more events outside um, because the U.S. dollar to, you know, a different kind of coin, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, yeah. once we have the opportunity to do it, we would um, continue to branch out and do more things like that. But it's more stable with events. It's like I could sit here and plan an event. It might take months to plan it. I might just need one or two side visits, even if I have to travel to do it. Right. And I could do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like literally last year, almost every weekend I was not in the country. Almost, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like that much flying now because it's yeah. St. Lucia Carnival to Jamaica Carnival mm-hmm. to this Carnival to that Carnival thing. And especially when you're in a relationship yeah. or like more so even my other partners who have full on families. It, it don't be easy when you're not there so much. It's like you're missing birthdays. You're, you're missing milestones. Yeah, you're just missing so much. Like crazy um, life. That's why I'm glad we had this platform so people can hear these yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be able to hear that. Yeah, people also yeah, sympathize yeah. with you. People giving all this shit. Yeah. Like a little five minutes later, you think, oh, God, this yeah. man, 45th event, don't give a little break. Oh, God. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, God, it's be easy, man. I just have people want to stop and take pictures here. Yeah. And I can just have stuff and take things. Like, yeah, right, cool, yeah. cool. Take you know, you later. <laughs> in your mind, you really want to be like, I cannot do this now. I need to leave. But then you're not showing people, oh, he feeling better than people. Yeah. Right there. He feeling better. Like, uh, <laughs> smile, take pics. Yeah, people don't understand. He's struggling. Yeah, yeah. I was afraid, like when we were doing turn it up loud, setting up for turn it up, turn it up. Is turn it up loud? Was it turn it up loud? Or was it the parang boy? One of the parang. events boy, it was either, yeah, we did um, 
Appian? Soka Parang oh. Blocko, right? Okay. And um, it's either Soka Parang Blocko or Turn It Up Loud. One of the events I was setting up for, and I feel like it was Parang. We had to switch the venue three hours before the party. So oh, why? What? So you had to pay for two venues? Yeah. What happened there? Shit. <laughs> so one of the, ven- the main venue that we had, they had an issue with the license that we would, they did not tell us. So we weren't away. We don't play with them license things, right? Yeah. We weren't away. And um, it's on the day, a police officer came for another reason, like one of the, uh, I think he was an inspector or a sergeant. I think he was a sergeant, something. So he came and he was like, where's this big setup here? I know this venue don't have no thing. So because he came there for something else, he ended up seeing all the commotion taking place. And um, mm. he kind of put some questions into it and stick me to the board with it. So we try all how every call we could make straight up the ladder, we try. And four, it was like that four hours just... before the event. So it was like, nah, it can't happen. I had to switch venues. So as a promoter, fun? that's the worst thing. We kind of worked it out. We worked yeah. it out with the venue after. So as a promoter, it's the worst thing you could eat. You know, it's four hours to change a venue. That's crazy. After you fully set up a venue. That's crazy. Fully set up. Got a venue fully set up since the day before. You know what I mean? It's just the sponsors coming in and putting up their stuff now. I was like, yo, how we doing this, boy? How that working through? So, so everybody, because people come in to set up stage and then that's, that's separate people. You gotta yeah, call them yeah, back. Yeah. You gotta pay them yeah. again. And it's, 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 it's Christmas time where everybody, all the providers, you doing um, some end of year function for some corporate entity. Yeah. So everybody's split and all over the place. And Jesus. So like, yo, we just need this app. Just, so there's a lot of extra money had to be spent. And that's one of the examples I was referring to it. You can't expect yeah. that to happen in an event. And with yeah. something like that, you didn't really got profit just because yeah. but that venue changed from here to there. I ain't going there. Just give me back my money. So you have to refund real people regardless. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. That's <laughs> rough. You had a real thing on your feet. Bro. Yeah. But what I was going to say is that like that, I was upset, obviously. I was pissed <laughs> off. Yeah. Right? And I having to deal with everything and his phone calls from my side. I was annoyed. I was annoyed. And somebody running me down to take pictures. So right, they came, there's like, could we, they wait. So somebody stopped them like on the earlier half. It's like, he'd be busy handling something. Yeah. They stick around for like an hour, boy. So I stop, I take the picture. Right? Thing. So, and there's three of them and another person was like, um, well, just hold on and do a video first now. We nah, get voice nah, to do a video. Nah, nah, nah. Yo, I nah. just wanted to blow up. I just had to pull myself back. I said, sorry, I cannot do this video right now. I have a lot going on. And said, but voice, you stop and do the video with me. Why you just can't stop and do a video? I was like, I said, sorry, ma'am. I just cannot stop to do a video right now. I'm dealing with plenty. I apologize. I can't. Maybe another time and thing. And just I just had to move on. Yeah. yeah. tripping off her yeah. And to me, I don't know if she would have understood at that point in time. Yeah, he really doing something. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> ah, dog, that's crazy. Yeah. It would be easy, right? It would be easy at all. What was it? I feel we get through a good bit of See? What time you started? Why? Yeah. Two hours ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 11. That's crazy. It's 11. I told you that. It's flying. Yeah. Nah, that That's was crazy. good, though. That was a nice episode. Yeah. You can do a lot. It's be so crazy talking about these things. Really. Yeah. Reliving all them little moments and things. 
That's why it's so happy. All our guests say that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't really stop to think about it. We just do it now. You go through your whole life right now, you know. Yes, boy. That's crazy. Whole life on video. Well, most of it. Yeah, boy. Because you're children, this one you have them. Yeah, exactly that. I remember my mother thought I was doing drugs. Because <laughs> I was doing club night. Because after working in rough schools and things, right? I started doing like nights at rough schools. Or eventually, we were, we were doing 51 for some time. Mm. Kind of things. But it's like, she didn't understand events. Now. It's like, I couldn't, like at the time, I didn't understand. But when I grew older and I look back on it, I, I, I had an understanding of it. My mother is a simple lady. As I say, grow up yeah, in Mayaro, yeah. right? Yeah. Teacher in a primary school mm-hmm. thing, staunch Catholic woman, parties and them kind of things wasn't her. Yeah. You know, that's not her life at all. She had no class. idea what that is. Yeah, you know what I mean? So she would have always tried to, like, when I, she asked my brother, and my brother tell me that we real love because <laughs> club nights, it would make money. That's when I know start to make a little, hey, at a good club night, I come with a four, five thousand, thing, thing, thing. Whatever, right? Yeah, a good club night, you could make a little piece of dust, thing. Yeah. And they come on, you know, every week, if you want to have a good club night every week, you can get a four thousand or five thousand. Some nights might be two, some nights might be closer to ten. Yeah. It's just how it's go. And my mother is trying to figure out how I gain money to do all the things I was doing. She asked my brother all right if I was doing drugs because she completely didn't understand. Yeah, so at yeah. that point, like I had her support in terms of she never stopped being a mother. Mm-hmm. In terms of like if it had anything to do with like clothes and food and but I had no support in terms of what I was doing with my because I was the only person whose family wasn't involved in like right, events right. or something. So Kai entire family would have come to Tobago. Um, yeah. Brandon, entire family, Nicola, entire family. So that's where we'd always have a lot of support because yeah, their course. family is huge and involved, yeah. which also became my family, of yeah, course, of you course, know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I didn't like my mother, my father was split at that point in time. You know, daddy was doing his own thing uh, as before he passed, you know? So he would uh, like call and check up and thing. but my support was more my brother. So my yeah. brother would be the one who was there. And, but it's still like, oh, how dare is it? We, but they had a whole family there with them and thing. <laughs> so I, 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 I used to be real disgruntled by it yeah. and I didn't really have the support from my dad that I wish I had you know back then so I was real disgruntled by a lot of things you know what I mean so I couldn't see it and then after a while I say you know I really can't fault her for, for saying things or her trying to get me away from doing it because yeah. how could she help me grow in a field that she have no idea of exactly and as young people we could never understand because all we'll see is that she fighting me down she yeah, don't want me to do what I want to do. Yeah. She don't want me to win. Yeah. That's what she All she was saying is just go get a normal eight to four. Yeah, because in her head, that's what's you know, stable. Yeah, yeah nice. that's, the, so that's stable. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah like, you know, I say, you, I don't want to eat to four. <laughs> and because of how bad she wanted me to do a eight to four, I vowed never to work a eight to four. I never worked a eight to four in my life. What um what do you think about your success now? <laughs> she she's honestly kind of um, she uh, at the beginning it was hard for her to believe because I just mm-hmm. I just remember it was a time where she would see the events and then she would have saw me because I hosted things like Soka Monarch on on live TV and whatnot mm-hmm. and um like I would have done like ads for Digicel and White Oak right. and different people that she would have seen on TV. So she, we would have family members, hey, look, I see Jared on TV. <laughs> thing, thing, thing. So, you know, those kind of things she would kind of yeah. be proud of. And and then um, she would see that things was happening and I could 
pay for this and I didn't need her for this and if she needed something I could help with this and then I get a car on my own merit mm-hmm. and you know things was happening on my own and she'll be like well alright things uh-huh. just really making sense yeah, like she started cool, yeah. to see the sense in it mm-hmm. and certain points she would ask well how this does happen or like why this you know how are you getting to it? and I'll kind of explain or my brother would explain yeah. my brother was more more mouthpiece I ain't never <laughs> had time I was doing what I had to do you know and then especially with the traveling and like and then now I would hear on the phone I was like yeah he don't come from so and he had to go so <laughs> and he never home he traveling all it. yeah yeah you know boys, I mean? yeah and then you know because different things happen because there was a time I had to host something um for the government where it was me sitting down having a conversation with um, um the honorable Dr. Keith Rowley you know what I mean? So it's like wow. to see that, you know, somebody who's given her trouble however long. Yeah, you know, she's like sitting on having a conversation with, you know, the doctor Rowley on TV, like how how this you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you know. Wow. And you know. Well you reached it though. How? Yeah. Um it was a youth initiative actually. Right. So it was like um like a youth forum that they were streaming at the point in time. Mm-hmm. So it was youths in different aspects and our aspect that we were covering was entertainment. Right. So, you know, we was just had to have a sit down and conversation with him about entertainment. And so people in different fields, agriculture, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, were all having different conversations and each group had hosts to, to kind of bridge it. Mm-hmm. So I happened to get that opportunity at that point in time to talk about that. Did you ever cool. take your mom to any events for her to actually see? Never. I don't, my, my mom, <laughs> I don't think my mom party crazy. I don't think I cannot envision my mother in a party watching young party. people grind up on me. No, 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 no. But I, I have sent her to like she would there would be like um ladies first and ladies night. I would have like mature carnival events that you know just have nice soca slash calypso entertainment and things that she would like to go to so things i would facilitate her reaching to yeah, and yeah. stuff like that yeah. but um never she never came to <laughs> she's coming to watch she wants to see what he's what he's saying nah, i boy i can't even imagine my mother so watching what one take she would be like oh god what's going on here <laughs> lord lord father <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that was crazy, but that was a crazy period. But I spent I spent some years struggling. I think that's what most people do see. Because yeah, people kind of people only know you when you get popular, right? Yeah, that's the only time people know you, so that's the only time they really see you when the light already on you. Mm-hmm. People don't really know that I really spent like a year something struggling before I start to see any kind of money. That would make sense. So people, it was just seem like you know, you just pop out of nowhere and get this. No, I've, I've been struggling for years, and then I'm like, and years before that, I have lost a lot of money. You know what I mean? I have sacrificed a lot of things, a lot of time, my resources. I spread them as thin as they could possibly go, <laughs> just for the hopes that one day it would start to make sense. Cut you now, bro. Yeah, I guess so, right? So only don't give up and uh, just just keep on keeping on. I want to ask you one last question. Yeah. Um, you know, people as always say, "What would you tell your younger self?" Yeah, I want to know what your younger self would tell you right now, seeing this person in front of them. Mm. We'll probably say, "Boy, that's crazy." <laughs> that's crazy. Boy. I can't believe that actually happened. Yeah. You know, because to me, I never really had, like, I would plan, but I'd never had a vision of where it would go because I never expected to be in any of this. 
You know what I mean? It's like I never, it's not not to say when I was small, I was like, I want to be an MC and I would plan. It's like everything just kind of happened by chance. So it's like I reach one point and, hey, try this, this door open. And I just be like, walk by faith. All right, well, let me just try it just for trying it's sake because that's naturally me. I am one of the people who would jump off a cliff and build my wings going down. I don't know if I can fly or not, but if I can't, I would find a way to fly. That's me now, boy. Like, I don't care. I am going to fly somehow. So I would just run in. That put me into plenty of trouble. I bounced my head plenty with that, you know. That's why I have failed a lot because I was never afraid to jump. I yeah, jump it out looking. Uh, times too. I fly yeah. plenty, but I, I, I land flat on my face a lot of times. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I, I was I never wilted or weaver at any point in time, and I just kind of kept going. Like, to be honest, I couldn't I have no idea why I just keep going. Uh. <laughs> to be real, I'm trying to think about what was my motive. I don't know. Bad I know. Man. I think it's, it's really just bad mind. Yeah, yeah, and I just no, like I was so mind. upset. I feel like I just yeah. had to win to prove. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I could win at this. I feel that might really be the only thing. As I, I can't think about anything else. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> it is that's crazy. crazy. That's, yeah, it is crazy. Though. And then now I hear that's real crazy. Yeah, you're the same person too. Though you just like. Nothing changed. Yeah, yeah, same, same stupid person. Strange, you know. As people always say, oh, how come? That's one thing, I, uh, that's one compliment that I take because I don't really take when people tell me that much. So the fact that, you know, especially people who know me, I always say, you know, it's always somebody who never really changed with how I react to people and them kind of things is because... I just think it's, it's kind of how I grew up to it. Yeah, I grew up around people who ain't free to tell you and you're doing shit and to pull you back down to it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think naturally, how I grew up with my dad, my dad was the real major penny, by the way. He was actually a major in the army. Um, but he was really... Um, he was that guy. He was the people's person. I always don't to it. And he would always teach us, you know what I mean? Whether you should be able to, to talk to a janitor, to a business executive, and have a conversation with both of them. You know what I mean? And hold a conversation in any room, no matter who you're speaking to. You know, and I think that was something that unconsciously or subconsciously stuck with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's always my, I treat everybody the same way. It doesn't matter. You know, I don't believe in somebody should be above yeah. anybody. I believe, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, we all people, dog. We could all bleed if we get cut and then we all same go in the same life. place when we die. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't believe in treating it. I, I think that's probably the only thing that kind of kept me grounded over the period of time. Although I've seen instances where this could really make you get carried away. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why, I'm, that's, yeah. that's why it's commendable. That you I say like, oh, it could go to your head really Yeah, 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 yeah. And I see why it would happen to a lot of people. But my, my goal is to ensure that that doesn't happen to me. I don't, I don't think it's necessary, you know what I mean? I mean, there are levels to the thing. Uh, as I say, this is just one level, which is just here. And that's why I think it always have somebody bigger. And, you know what I mean? So, yeah, to me, yeah. it's still like, it. yes, I reached this point, And yes, I am appreciative of, of all the accolades and all my achievements and everything. I'll never deny that or downplay that in any extent. But I have so much people doing bigger things. And, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree for the reach here. But all right, nice. I can do more. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I never really spoke about that before. That's very strange to think about. Love that. Great content. Great content. All right. Well, you good to wrap up? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I enjoyed that episode a lot. Yeah. That was a good one, yeah. man. I mean, I was going to say you're real good on the mic, but well. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Ron. <laughs> hey, thanks, <man. laughs> 
<laughs> not like I get paid to. Yeah. Alright, okay, guys. That brings us to the end of episode twelve of the Odyssey podcast. Today we had the pleasure of sitting down with Major Penny. Mm-hmm. This was a very charismatic, a very high energy podcast. You know, he, <laughs> he brought the MC energy to us today. Um, we would like to say that we're really appreciative for you coming on. Amen. Listen, um, uh, this was. Well, this is a long time coming, but in secret, you didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, we definitely really appreciate you coming on. You know, it's yeah. carnival season, real busy, yeah. and, you know. Yeah, nah, I definitely yeah. appreciate being here. Um, sorry, I'm horrible at seeing messages and reading my phone. I'm, just to say I'm that Big way man, across yeah. the board, and that is a problem everybody would have with me from management. <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't be something to brag about, but it's just a fact. I'm, I'm a little bad. I try and I'm working towards nah, it. Yeah, busy, yeah. 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 yeah, but you know, um, I genuinely appreciate being here. Um, I appreciate what you're all doing at the same time. Because um, even as I was saying, I never really, a lot of the things I spoke about tonight, a lot of things I never really had time to touch and say and kind of think about in retrospect. You know what I mean? Just yeah, kind of yeah, throwback yeah. things like that. So, and um, I really get the energy that this is something that um, is not about you all, you know? You're already trying to extract information and knowledge from people so everybody else could benefit from it at the same time. So I think what you're all doing is of extreme importance. And sure. I appreciate you all actually taking the time and putting the emphasis into doing something like this and with the quality that you're doing it with. So I hope you all continue doing things like this. Um, and from what I've seen and from what I've experienced as well, I know you all have some great things to do with this, boy. Thanks, right? man. So all your blessings for having me. For sure. that, yeah, yeah, thank thanks for coming again. Yeah, man. And yeah. One more time, i just like to say thank you to everybody for watching. Please, if you enjoyed the episode, like, subscribe, comment, share the clips on Instagram. You could follow us on the Odyssey podcast on Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We also post the podcasts on Spotify and Apple Music. Also, make sure to follow Major Penny on Instagram, Twitter. I don't know where else. You have a TikTok boy on TikTok. You say Twitter, you say X. X. You still say Twitter? I, I don't mean, think anybody will say X. I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know. Oh, I don't Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, X, Instagram. Yeah. I mean, I don't really use Facebook that much. People still use Facebook. Yeah, my mom's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, TikTok is the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Yeah. I, I get locked out on my Snapchat. I forget, mom. Uh, Snapchat's an old boy. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah old for Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I just, yeah, I, that was years now. And I, I just, I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, we're extremely grateful for all of you. Who continue to support us and we will do our best to keep it coming and keep improving and bring on more interesting people for you guys we yeah. can learn from and better yourselves yeah well, thank thanks you thanks for the support guys thanks Love. for the support